When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with CB Gold. How you guys doing? Uh, Gabe Killian. Que paso? The best gambler in all of MMA. That's what's up. Dude has won, like what, 10000 this month? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Better just, than Vegas Dave or whatever the guy's name is? He's 10 times better than Vegas Dave. He doesn't <laughs> I, I think so. And we have Leslie Smith as well. Uh, Leslie's one of my favorite fighters, favorite comedians. She came to the show last night in San Diego. And uh, it was great seeing you. That, that's nice of you. Yeah, it was a great show. It's always great seeing you. And Leslie uh, brought a guest, a special guest here, which uh, I'm actually I'm honored to have this guy here. Um, he's, one of, he's a super agent. He's a guy that had represented some of the best uh, athletes in the world. His name is Jeff Boris, and now he's starting a MMA union. Is, is it correct? A union for the fighters under UFC. No other promotion, just the UFC fighters. Okay, and why, how come, uh, why not just go for all of MMA and why is it only UFC? Right. The reason being is that the UFC is really the elite premier league. It's what I call the major league out of all the different promotions. They currently have roughly about 600 fighters under contract. And I'm not saying that in the future it might not include other promotions like Bellator, but just for the time being, it's just going to be the fighters under contract with the UFC. What about fighters who go over from a UFC to Bellator? No. No, okay. So yeah. But fighters that come over from Bellator to the UFC, yes. Now, now you're not just a guy who's like has ideas and blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to start a union. Jeff, I, I was looking at, at your Wikipedia page. Uh, some of the athletes that you have represented in the past – uh, Barry Bonds, yes. Jose Canseco, yes. Brett Saberhagen, yes. Bobby Bonilla. Yes. Uh, who are some other, some other guys? Well, I mean, I've been a baseball agent for 30 years, so I've probably represented close to 1,000 major leaguers over my career. So. That's, now, uh, now, did you know, I, I have to know, this is, I know I'm sure this is not, but did you know Barry Bonds was, was using stuff when you were his agent or, or no? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> come, come on, tell us the truth. You had to have like, suspicions, right? There, that, that's a topic that I'm not going to touch. All right. Okay. You're not going to touch. All right. But, but you, about Brett Saberhagen. By the way, I, I did a show last week. I did the Scott Bayo Celebrity Golf Tournament, uh, which, which was fun. Wasn't it like three days ago? It was three days ago, Monday, uh, except for the fact that like one of those things, the mic didn't work. Everyone was, people were talking. Everyone was eating. And I look over and Kurt Schilling is there, uh, one of your former clients, right? I represented Kurt, yes. Now, uh, Kurt Schilling, now uh, made, obviously people know that he made a couple transgender remarks and got thrown off uh, ESPN. So I was on stage and I'm like, oh, Kurt's here. I saw Kurt in the bathroom with a wig on and, and, and like the woman's, uh, in the woman's uh, bathroom. He didn't laugh at all. Uh, he looked at Scott Bayo. Scott was just confused. But, uh, but then afterwards, Kurt was like, you're really funny. And I guess he's planning on uh, running against, uh, for, uh, against Elizabeth Warren for like senator. Kurt's running. Uh, you think Kurt's got a shot? I don't think he has a shot. You don't think he has a shot? No. All right. I don't think he's either. But, you know. So uh, who, was, who were some of the, the most fun people you represented? In baseball? Yeah. I, well, I mean, there's, like I said, being an agent for 30 years, I've represented a lot of guys, but uh, 
I would say Johnny Franco, Brady Anderson. Oh, I love John Franco. Uh, Bobby Bonilla. Those guys are amongst the favorite. Jose Cruz. These are the guys that I'm probably closest with to still to this day. Who was the biggest pain in the ass? Biggest pain in the ass. Canseco? Uh, probably, no, oh, Canseco, Canseco was a great guy. I mean, I had a lot of fun representing him. I mean, we did a lot of fun things together. We'd go on ski vacations, and he, he was a good guy to be around. I was at a restaurant once, Canseco was there, and I wanted to order him juice as a joke, but I didn't know how he would take it, so I, like, <laughs> I like didn't. But I, I, was, I, I was so tempted to send him over some juice. Now, uh, now, now Jeff, you're here, okay? Uh, obviously, MMA pay is a, p- a problem. Uh, we, you know, I know that. You know that. Uh, We've got to get these fighters more money, uh, and we've got to get them taken care of. It's something that – so what's – so you are you, – you've had, you said some things recently about Dana White that, you know, you said – Said things about William Morris. Uh, tell us what you said. Tell us your feelings. Make your claim. Sell us a union. Go. Okay. Well, there, there, there's a lot of issues out there that are germane to the fighters. I mean, when you want to talk about pay, the, the most simple one is the minimums. Right now, the minimum is 10 and 10, which means that if you're under contract with the UFC, you get 10000 to show and 10000 if you win the fight. I mean, for a fighter to pay his corner, his training costs, his managers, his agents, there is no money at the end of the day. It actually, if you talk to any fighter who's under contract with the UFC, they'll tell you it's cost them money to fight. And that should never be. So the first thing that I'd like to do is I'd like to get the minimums raised to 25 and 25 because I feel at least at that level, it's not going to cost the fighter any money to fight. I mean, there's things like medical insurance. They, they need to have this type of coverage. I mean, if you look at the athletes in baseball, football, basketball, soccer, hockey, they all have medical insurance. Fighters in the UFC, if they get hurt in the octagon, they'll be covered. If they get hurt training, they'll be covered. But if you take, you know, if Leslie gets the flu and she wants to go to the doctor, she's on her own and she has to pay for it herself. So that's not right. She should be able to get any type of coverage, or any fighter who's under contract with the UFC should but, have that type of coverage. But playing devil's advocate, Leslie recently had a, a tumor uh, removed from her stomach, and the UFC covered it, right? They did. So I mean, if I'm in the UFC and they're saying, well, there are times where the UFC does pay for people's stuff. They do sometimes, but they're not obligated to. You should, they should be obligated to. They should be obligated to, or right. they should at least have they should pay the premiums for medical insurance so it's not an issue. So, so someone like Leslie doesn't have to call the UFC and say, hey, Dana, will you please pay for my surgery? It's just automatic and she gets it. Agreed. It doesn't matter. You know, dental, you know, she needs a cavity drilled. It, it should be covered. So there, there's a whole bunch of things. They need to have a collectively bargained for drug policy. Uh, it shouldn't be just something that's unilaterally dictated by USADA. And by what do you mean UFC. by that? I mean that there are certain drugs I'm not saying I'm for or against taking a stance, but it needs to be collectively bargained for. It needs to – the testing procedures need to be collectively so bargained for. So if a fighter takes Viagra and then tests positive for stuff and he get, now he loses a huge payday, that should be bullshit. Exactly. Or they shouldn't be able to knock on your door and, during Thanksgiving and say, you know, pee in a cup. You know, we're here to test you right now. That shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. Right. So those are issues as well. There needs to be pensions in place. They're in the fighters you – know, if you have, let's say, 30 fights over your entire career – yeah, there should be something at the end of the day there. There's pensions in every other sport. But totally there's none, agreed. There, there's none in the uh, U.S. Guys like Jens Pulver and some of these other guys who have been doing it for a long time should be taken care of. Then, therefore, they wouldn't have to take some of these fights when they're 50 years old and people making a name off of them and yada, yada. Exactly. There needs to be some sort of disability coverage. I mean, when you look at the fighters uh, or you look at athletes in other sport, if they're disabled, they're going to get paid. But here, you know, Leslie, she has a pin in her hand that needs to be taken out. So she can't, she can't work out right now. Well, she should get something, but she can't until she starts training again. So I, I, it's, it's just not right. 
There needs to be a grievance procedure in place if there's a dispute between the UFC and one of their fighters. Right now, the UFC will just dictate whatever happens as if they're mommy and daddy. There needs to be an independent arbitrator in place that can make decisions in the event that there's a dispute because the UFC can't always be right. Right. Now, a guy like you who's made millions and millions of dollars in baseball, like why are you now all of a sudden wanting to start this union? I, because I'll make history. Because I'll do a lot of good for a lot of people. Right now, there's a need for it. Uh, I feel bad for the fighters. And I think that, you know, I, I, I've climbed every mountaintop that there is in baseball. And I'm going to continue to be a baseball agent. I'm still doing that. Except that I think that if I can do something like this on a grand scale, you'll make history and you'll help out a lot of people. Now, what's the blowback right now? What are, pe- what, what are the obstacles? The biggest obstacle that I'm encountering right now is that the fighters are scared. They're scared of retaliation from the UFC. And I understand that that's real. However, there's laws in this country that protect employees from forming a union and organizing. So if the UFC were to retaliate against any fighters for doing that, they would get in a lot of trouble with the National Labor Relations Board if they did something like that. But it's still, I spend most of my time telling the fighters, listen, if I can get all 600 of you in my hip pocket, there's strength in numbers. I'll have the leverage then to be able to go in and negotiate with the UFC and get these things for you. But I have to have you all, you know, in unison, all joined at the hip and, and committed. So what do you see? Like, I mean, all these things you're saying, minimum pay up to $25,000. I don't see that. I mean, that, I think they're saying it's 12 and 12. You're saying it's 10 and 10? It's 10 and 10. Okay, 10 and 10. Uh, and health coverage and everything else. So you're saying the top guys don't make as much money, some of the top UFC guys, and the fighters are making more money. I can't see them being that opposed to this, all right? Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a top guy. I mean, first of all, there's more people down at the 10 and 10 level than at the million-dollar level. But I'll use this as an example. At UFC 202, when McGregor didn't want to come in from Iceland to do the press conference, then Dana White yanked him and Nate Diaz off the card. Well, he shouldn't be able to do that. And I'm not saying that McGregor was right or wrong for not coming in. This is an example where you would need an independent arbitrator to make a decision. Yes, he should come in. No, he shouldn't come in. But whatever. But for the UFC to just unilaterally pull him off the card, and this is a guy who's at the pinnacle of the sport, they shouldn't have that power to be able to do that unchecked. Now, you called Ari Emanuel from William Morris, and he screamed at you? Yes. Uh, how, did, how does that call go? So you have his personal number? I have a cell number, and what's funny is that my office was in Beverly Hills for 28 years, which was literally right across the street from where his office was. Uh, so what I did was we were having a press conference in Vegas because we had just launched the, the Fighters Union, and I called him up because I wanted to invite him to attend. I thought I was being professional and it was the right thing to do. And he instructed me in no uncertain terms never to call him or contact him again. And I sent him a text message after that saying, you know, I'll let you get away with this right now, you know, because I'm not a union yet. We're not a union. But we're nothing a, until we're something. But you're one of the biggest sports agents in the world. Well, I'm sure if I would have called him up with some sort of baseball matter, I'm sure he would have been, you know, giving me that warm, fuzzy feeling and taking the call. But to call him up to say, hey, listen, I'm announcing, you know, the formation of my union and I'm having a press conference and I want to invite you, that's something that uh, I, I don't think he's particularly fond of. Now, so after you do the UFC union, are you going to go to the Bellator union, World Series of Fighting union, uh, Titan union? Are you, are you Invicta union? Are you going to... Maybe in time, but that's not in the immediate future. Like I said, right now, if you look at the other major sports, let's just take baseball. The minor leaguers are not unionized. So I kind of look at it like the UFC is the major leagues, and 
no offense to you know Bellator, Strike Force, and Victor, any of these other promotions, but they're they're lower on down the food chain. Well, Strike so, Force is done. Is uh, well, yeah, I'm just, using, I'm just using that as an example. Gotcha. So is Pride as well. Right, right. I'm saying these, these promotions are also farther on down the food chain, and so everybody aspires to be a UFC fighter. So right now it's just the UFC. So right now, how many fighters do you have in your union? I won't answer that. I won't uh, answer that. I'm, I'm going to give myself a year because I'm trying to get all 600 of them. I will tell you this. There hasn't been a single fighter that's turned me down, though. My batting average is 1,000. Wow. There's no fighter that I've come across that has said to me, I'm not interested in doing this. This is a bad idea. Count me out. Not a single one. You have 54 fighters, I guess. Wait, is you on a fishing expedition? <laughs> 77. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, look, I think this is a great thing what you're doing. It seems like it's helping the fighters. Uh, I, I would love for these guys to get uh, health coverage. You're right. I mean, you know, I I know of cases of fighters that like, almost, you know, they don't want to say they're injured because they want they they need they need, need the money. You know, they, they, and these guys go into fights with broken hands, broken this, or broken something, and then ends up not giving the best performance. I think if they were covered, we wouldn't have that problem. Correct. Um, what about uh, fighters getting cut? After one loss, would the union be anything you guys? Well, that, that's an interesting question. Uh, I was actually having this conversation with Leslie today at lunch. Yeah, look at baseball. There, there's a disparity in talent. There's a disparity in pay. So if, if you suck as a fighter and you get your ass beat in your first three fights or whatever and the UFC releases you, so what? You don't deserve to be there anyway. You're not, you're not good enough. I mean, nobody's going to go undefeated. Everybody's right. going to have losses here and there. But if you're good enough to stay then you're good enough to stay. Same thing in baseball. Players get called up all the time. They suck. They run them out. and You, you might never see or hear from them again. But if you're good, you'll stand the test of time. But there are guys like uh, Rosholt. What's his name? Jared Rosholt. Jared Rosholt. Who, who wins four, four fights, loses one, is a boring fighter. UFC gets rid of him. Would your union protect that from happening? Or you would have no say as far as... Or there are guys that, like, I know the guy from uh, Millennia, a black guy who, like... Lorenz Larkin. No, not him. They called him up on, they called him up on short notice. He lost a fight. They cut him. He, he lost to, to, to Cowboy on, like, what's his name? You know that guy... Black guy, uh, forgot the guy's name, but he 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 lost to the cowboy. Uh, and he got no, cut? he lost to the other cowboy. The uh, oh, Joe Merritt. Yeah, 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 a guy like Joe Merritt. They call him on short notice. He takes the fight. He loses. They cut him. He loses a, a long decision. Are you guys gonna have any say in that? No, the the decision regarding talent and who they put under contract and who they don't. That will always exclusively be theirs. Their, their decision as to who they want under contract and who they don't want. Uh, we'll have nothing to do with that. It's like a football team saying you, unions can't say you can't cut this guy or can't right. Right, like I say in baseball, I tell the players, you know, I, I can't pitch a ball for you, I can't hit for you. You know, you have to do the job in between those two white lines to get yourself on the field. But once you're on the field, I'll see to it that you get treated appropriately. Now we have a guy we're going to call right now, Al Iaquinta. You said, uh, I think we should call him right now because he he, he can't stay that long. So Al, uh, are you familiar with Al's case? Yes, I'm familiar with Al's case. Uh, do you want to be here with Al on the phone? With Al, we'd be a good guy for you to talk to. Uh, I, I, I'd like to keep that. My other than Leslie, uh, I like to keep my conversations with fighters uh, confidential. So I, I would rather not say whether I've talked to him or not talked to him or anything like that. Now, hmm. obviously, you're free to ask him those things, but I don't want to. I have to respect right now. So you're not, uh, the you're not anonymity gonna, of the fighters, and I want to. I want to keep that confidential. So you're not going to chime in. 
I, I no. So I would rather I'd rather not be on with Al. All right, all right, okay, no problem. Well, uh, listen, I mean, uh, CB, anything you want to say? Yeah, I was wondering. You know, there's there's guys that used to be in the UFC that are retired now that have a lot of injuries or sustained um, issues with themselves. With Gary Goodridge with CTE or Mark Coleman who can barely afford to get you know knee surgery. Are you guys going to try and represent fighters like that too? That's a good question. Let me tell you what some fighters have pointed out to me when I brought up the pensions. Some fighters have said to me, well, if we do get pensions, are any of the retired fighters who've paved the way for us, are they entitled to get a pension? And I originally said no. But then I thought about it a little bit more, and I said, you know what? I'm forming a governing board of fighters based on weight classes. And they're the boss. They're the ones that I take instruction from. And if the fighters say to me something like, you know what? We felt that Randy Couture really sacrificed for us and, and paved the way. And we would like to see to it that he gets a pension then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow their instructions. So the answer to your question is regarding medical coverage for some retired guys, pensions for some retired guys. If my board of directors advise me that that's what they want to do, then that's what I'll do. What are your thoughts on CM Punk getting half a million dollars for his first fight on top of the pay-per-view sales and a guy and then someone like Leslie who goes in there and gets her ears blown off and still fights and I don't know what she's getting, 20 and 20 or something. Let's, let's, let's say that. What are your thoughts on that? The, the individual rights of the fighters to bargain for their purse amounts, pay-per-view, whatever, that's something that I'll never have anything to do with it. They have their own individual representatives who will negotiate those amounts, and some people will get good deals, some people will get bad deals. It works that way in every sport. I'm more concerned with the collective rights of, of all the fighters, not the individuals. So, all right, so if you had things your way, what's the, what's the, the timeline? The union will be up by... Well... I'm shooting for six months. I might be somewhat foolishly optimistic. I'm going to give myself a year to get all 600 of them under contract. Nice. All right. Well, good luck, man. Best of luck to you. Sounds like you're doing something really good for the fighters. Right. And that's good. Thanks for having me on your show and giving me a voice and an opportunity. No worries, man. Friend of Leslie's a friend of mine. So uh, thank you very much. And sorry about the cats. That's okay. (laughs) All right. So here we are, uh, MMA Roasted Podcast. We had one of the best, Jeff Boris, super agent. Guy represented Brett Saberhagen uh, and some other amazing pitchers and baseball players and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's very informative because there has been a lot of talk recently about the union, but nobody really knows who's backing it, what they're talking about doing, what the details are, and what it's going to take to make sure it happens. And you know what? I'm all for it. Like, if, if we can get these guys to where you don't have a guy like, and I don't know if it's something they would 100% be able to handle because of, you know, medical uh, issues with the person, but, you know, Kevin Randleman goes in for, for uh, pneumonia and then has heart failure. Kimbo Slice goes in, has heart failure, and they die. And it's like, could this have been something where if they had more medical coverage, they could have gone a long time ago? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's positive. And I like, I like 25 and 25 sounds a lot better than 12 and 12. And, and yeah, it is. Know. It actually is 10 and 10. And they raised oh, 10 it 10. recently when they did the Reebok deal because of how screwed up the Reebok deal is. They raised it. It was a, a, before that 8 and 8. Yeah. It went from 6 to 8 to 10 now. Which is, which is great. And like you said, you know, other leagues like WSOF and, and, and Bellator and stuff, there's guys fighting for $500. Yeah. $500 is gone before you even get in that cage. I right. mean, that's, that's a ridiculously low amount of money to give a guy who's sacrificed their, their mind and body for eight weeks to take one fight. And after you pay everything, you can't even go get a stick of juicy fruit at the gas station. Yes. 
By the way, the joke I made to Kurt Schilling was a lot better than how I, I, I laid it out. I said, I saw Kurt Schilling in the women's bathroom wearing a wig. That's all I said. That's how it was. It, got, it didn't get a laugh then either. But it was a good, it was a good joke. So, Leslie Smith, how are you? Awesome. Uh, I saw you last night. You look beautiful as ever. Uh, how's everything going? I, have you got an opponent yet? No, no opponents yet. Um, I had a nice drive up here from San Diego. Nice. <clears throat> but I'm... I don't. I don't think I was very clear that I was being sarcastic at all on that. It was. Hor- it was a long drive. <laughs> I forgot about how gnarly it is driving down here all the time. Now, are you the rep for the union? Are you, are you helping with the union? Are you doing anything? I'm. I'm doing whatever I can to help the union. Okay. I'm all about the union, and I. I really hope that seeing me talking about the union and and seeing me still getting fights because I've been talking for a while and I've I've still had two fights since I've been talking about it and you know what the UFC has been wonderful to me they they helped me out with the tumor on my stomach which is great and and then I, I have this pin in my wrist and they're helping me out with that they're being amazing and okay um, slow down okay so what's this pin in your wrist. <laughs> See, if you were here earlier, he, she would have shown you the pictures and told you the story. I, I saw it yesterday, dude, but the audience doesn't know, so that's why I'm asking. Put, put, <laughs> all right, so, so what's this pin in your wrist, Leslie? Well, <laughs> uh, thanks for asking. Yes. <laughs> I, um, I had this pin in my wrist from when I had a surgery years ago on the scaphoid bone. It's a very small bone with bad circulation, so it doesn't heal. So they put a pin. Anyway, long story is that they put a pin inside of it. And then recently I was training and something in my hand shifted and it got really painful. And so I went to the doctor and got an x-ray and the pin was just hanging out in the middle of the joint. It wasn't even, it wasn't even inside of a bone. It's just chilling in the middle of my wrist. <laughs> She's bionic. Okay. You're right. And then, then did you tell, tell your parents about this? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then my, dad, my dad starts laughing and telling me about how I have a screw loose. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. So you called the UFC. You said, I got a pit in my wrist. They said, we'll take care of it? Yeah. Man, they are so – they're being awesome about it. I think it's because you are like – I don't know. There's something about you, Leslie. Like, I don't, I don't, you just have this very nice – earthy warm thing about you where like people just want they want to root for you they like you you know you're, you're cool you're, you're you're hot you do comedy and then people just like uh like if i had a daughter i'd want her to be like you other than hot that'd be kind of creepy okay but, 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 but i'm saying like yeah, people just want to help you people just like you that's super nice that's incredibly nice it's true though it's true i i i'm happy for your boyfriend who's asian by the way i yeah. met him nice guy now you were doing stand-up in, in vegas the the one thing I did say well you killed you had a great set you're you are you're a great comic for doing it for as long as you have which is like a couple times you you very comfortable on stage but you did do a joke about how you don't like giving blowjobs and uh, <laughs> we have to talk about this uh, on behalf of men is this true and, and why and how do we change this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would tell you, but. 
it's some of the material that I'm working on right now, yeah. and I don't, I don't want to release that yet. Oh, you don't have to release, don't have to release the joke. It's some good, it, you know, it's all wrapped up. It's all involved. It's really. But you're sitting there talking about how you don't give a up. I'm looking at your boyfriend, and you could just see the sadness in his eye. He was, <laughs> he, he was laughing with his mouth, but he was crying with his eyes. You know, like he was laughing, but but I'm like, man, that that sucks. Uh, I mean, but, that, but you know, okay. So look, here's why I can't go into the details on the joke is because first I would have to correct you on what you're saying, but then I'm giving away the whole joke. So I, I can't, I, okay. So you do like giving blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to stay away from the topic. It's, All right. Okay. So uh, listen, Leslie, uh, hashtag questionable blowjobs. We don't know <laughs> if she likes giving them. If she doesn't, uh, the, the, the verdict is out now, Gabe, uh, I saw one of your status updates. You stood online to uh, audition for Abercrombie and Fitch. That was a joke. Oh, man. thank God! <laughs> I, I was like, that was your joke. So you really didn't audition for Abercrombie and Fitch? No, it was sarcasm. That was sarcasm. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But, but you're I'm not like gonna stand, a, you're not an overnight. ugly guy, though. I could see you doing that. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just thought I don't, I don't have that look. No. You don't have that look. No. That was a joke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, keep working on those jokes. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Got now, by the way, Gabe uh, did the Dime Bar a couple weeks ago and murdered the Dime Bar. Uh, you had a great set. I was, I was very, very proud of you. You did a good job. Uh, and what's going on with you, CB? Not much since the last show. It's the same shit, different day. Yeah. Life's good. Now, uh, all right, let's talk about the UFC 205 press conference. That was uh, hilarious. My little brother went, Max. Shout out to Max. I looked. I was looking for I've watched it three times now, and I've looked for him every time. You looked for my brother? But dude, uh, I... I, I, I you know, I, the guy with the tie was my favorite person. I got to give the UFC credit for putting this thing together. The card was looking weird. Like last week, it was UFC 205, Rashad Evans, Tim Kennedy, which is a great fight, but that just wasn't and like, like two other and two like other Tim Boach and, and Rafael Natal. And you're like, yeah, you're what like, the fuck is this? And then they all, they just put together this string of it was like the Avengers came together and uh, th- these fights. First of all, Eddie Alvarez, Conor McGregor. The biggest thing I personally took away from that press conference was that Alvarez is not making any extra money for fighting McGregor. Yeah, he signed the contract. Yeah, and under his previous yeah, terms. But if he gathering. beats Blissman, if he beats Conor McGregor. You, and you know there's going to be a rematch, so which is probably he'll make them. You know, like well, it, plus he's got to get pay per view points. Yeah, he has to get. We pay- don't know he, what, their main event. They are the main event. He's just accepting that <laughs> that he's only going to get paid he, after watching how much money Nate made. That's, yeah, that's, well, that's what's what, his contract for? How much does I don't, he get? We don't know. The, I don't know the numbers. Chad Mendes made uh, five hundred grand. I think Alvarez is making one fifty. One fifty. Yeah. I, I know that that's, Connor at the presser said you signed the, you you signed to fight me. Under your old contract, and he said he was like Dana told you, "Hey, little boy, you're gonna fight for this," and you signed your name on the dotted line. And it's not even one fifty to show and uh, to win; it's one fifty flat. And how do you know this? Because that's what he made for the Dos Anjos fight. It's just one fifty flat, no win. But bonus. he beat Dos Anjos. Yeah, he didn't get an extra bonus to win. No, I think that's he his got contract. A performance bonus. I think he just gets a flat fee. Wow, that sucks. He'll get pay per view points though. But he didn't seem like he was that Probably. upset about it. He, I mean. I, I mean, he's pretty confident he's going to run through Conor McGregor, and I don't know. Wait, but shouldn't we be upset about that for him? I am. <laughs> like, shouldn't I am. somebody be upset about that just because it, it's happening? He didn't happening? even get to make the phone call to his wife and say, it's going to be a red panty night, baby. <laughs> we did it. Still the same panties. <laughs> Still the same panties. That's funny. Wait, so, you, Leslie, you're upset about this? 
uh, there's so much money that he should that he's going to be a part of. He's not even it takes CM two Punk people money. to make a fight, and and everyone knows how much money and how much people show up for a Connor fight, and so it, he's part of that. He's an so he essential part. In your in your estimation, uh, well, uh. I, th- I think it would be great if fighters were millionaires. You think, I mean, you think he should so get a million dollars to fight? I mean, so, I mean, so do I. I mean, if you watch boxing matches that like... You should get at least what Nate got because he's champion. I mean, if, uh, you know, who's the... I mean, if any of these guys that Mayweather beat are getting... Pa- if Pacquiao you know, fucking... Not Pacquiao, Mayweather. Forget about that. You watch on HBO Boxing and like... Adrian like, Broner. Yeah, like one of Broner's the getting three or four million or fight. You're like... I'd much rather watch Eddie Alvarez and Adrian Broner or, uh, you know, Robert the Ghost Guerrero is making millions for fighting. But Triple G. Well, Triple G is, is the best. But yeah, some of these, but I'm saying, some of these Boxing, other, they make ridiculous amount of money. Some of these other guys. Um, yeah, that is weird. That's, that, that is weird that he, that he wouldn't be making half a million. Because, uh, so anyway, so that fight, it seems like he's already got in, in Alvarez's head. But... You could tell that Alvarez is already fired up. Alvarez already wants to beat him up. And everyone's like, oh, that's bad for Eddie Alvarez. I don't know if that's the case. It was bad for Jose Aldo, but not every fighter reacts that way when provoked. Um, some guys, when you get in your face and you get them fired up, they fight better. And some guys fight worse. Will Eddie be the kind of guy to fight better? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I can't call this fight. Who do I want to win? Eddie Alvarez all day. I like Eddie. I'm from Philly. I'm from New York. He has that East Coast swag. He's with Mark Henry. I like that whole gym. But Conor McGregor hit so fucking hard. I mean, when he dropped Nate Diaz three times with punches. I mean, who's, who's ever dropped Nate Diaz with punches? I mean, people dropped him with kicks. One guy dropped him with a kick. Yeah. Josh Thompson. But who's ever... I mean, you see Nate at the gym. I mean, does anybody ever drop him with punches? No. I've never... Yeah, no. I, I'm thoroughly impressed with Conor's skills. He's very skilled. Hard punches. But Eddie has the wrestling. And uh, the only person to have better wrestling than Eddie Alvarez is Chad Mendez. And you could even argue in some ways that Eddie has better MMA wrestling than Chad Mendez. I mean, they both have a great double leg. Eddie was, uh, I think he took third in the Nationals, prep school Nationals at Philly. He's got a great double. And, he, you know, if Eddie was able to negate Anthony Pettis' striking who you guys argue has better striking than Conor McGregor, will he be able to negate McGregor's striking? Well, I think in that comparison, I think the thing with Pettis, and we've said this a lot on this show, I think after RDA, he was very gun-shy against certain fighters, and, you know, Eddie just, he wrestled him to the cage and, and, and did that kind of stuff. But the thing with Eddie, also with Conor, is when you watch, like, Eddie's older Bellator fights, after he got rocked the first time, he started stepping up and, and coming back and winning fights and crazy stuff like that. I think this is one of the best uh, matches, matchups for the fans. And I think this... I honestly think this is a better fight than what Connor and RDA would have been. So maybe everything happens for a reason and we're getting a better fight because, you know, like you said, Connor could be in Eddie's head. I think he is already based on the presser. But I think Eddie is a mentally stronger fighter than RDA. And RDA, as soon as the pressers hit, as soon as the promos came from Connor, it was like he kind of checked out a little bit. Leslie, who wins this fight? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Leslie. Uh, Gabe, who do you, who, uh, Gabe, who's a, who's a favorite in the fight? Uh, I think it's like I think Con- Connor's a small favorite, like minus one thirty or something like that. So pretty pretty uh, even. Who are you, you, you going to bet on? 
Uh, I like Alvarez. Why? I think he's just a lot stronger. I think uh, he can out-wrestle him. But especially, I think he'll, he'll do a lot of damage against the cage. He'll pressure him against the cage. Uh, working there. I hope so. So we're going to call somebody who was a top 10 fighter, still he's a top 10 to fighter. Supposed to be on the 205 code. Uh, supposed to be on 205, and is now selling real estate. Uh, he quit the UFC. And, uh, Did he officially? Yo, Al, we are here with Al Iaquinta. I'm here with Leslie Smith, uh, CB Gold, Gabe Killian. What How up? are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How's everything? How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. I'm. I'm. But you're the guy we got to talk to. Uh, I'm worried about you, man. Uh, I, oh I, no! Don't be worried. Don't be worried about me, man. I'm doing good. No, listen, listen. I, 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 I found out who you were on the Ultimate Fighter. And I was a fan ever since. And I was a fan. Uh, awesome. You've had amazing fights. Your Kevin Lee fight was good. You've had so many great fights. You've beaten some great guys. Uh, and even in your losses were entertaining as shit. Uh, you're just a great fighter. And now you're not fighting. You're selling real estate. The, the, what happened? Uh, Got to make money, man. You know? And I like I like the real estate. I'm having fun doing it. I found something that I like doing that I have a passion for. Similar, similar to fighting, I kind of immersed myself in the uh, in the real estate. I'm, I've learned a lot so far, and I got a lot left to learn. And uh, well, it's it's going good so far. Now, if somebody comes to like a house you're showing, and they go, "I don't like this house," and you go, "I don't like your fucking house," and start yelling at them back. Yeah, that was my exactly. question. Just, just like that. And then, Who this house? Who are you? Well, boo your down, fucking piece of shit house. And I was telling them it should be a reality down, show. Yeah. Going down the stairs, and they buy it every time. Uh, now, I mean, but, but listen, Al, you have your whole life to sell real estate. Okay, you could sell real estate when you're forty. When you're 50, yeah. when you're 60, right now you are in your fighting prime. You, you are a prime. How old are you? 20-something? 29. 29 years old. I mean, do you want to look back there. and be there, like... I'm getting there, right? I'm getting up there. 29. Do you want to look back getting... and be like, I was the best house seller in Glen Cove or over the fuck, uh, Massapequa? Or do you want to say I was the best fighter in the UFC? There would, there would be nothing I would like more than to say I was the UFC champion. But you're close. You're, you're pretty close. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm pretty, pretty far at this point. Yeah, but they you fucked know? you. Here, here, here's, here's my problem. So you got in trouble for the crowd was booing you, and then you booed the crowd, right? First of all, they shouldn't have booed yeah. you. You gave it your all. You worked your ass off, right? And then you got in yeah. trouble for not going to Vegas when you had surgery. And they took away your three potential bonus winnings. To me, that's ridiculous because not only are you – uh, making it b- bad for you to make a living, but you're also cheating the fans because now you're not going to want to fight for that bonus. You're not getting the bonus, so they're really essentially yeah. robbing the fans of of of, of seeing entertaining fights. Bob, I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. It's not. It's. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's just not right. I'll tell you that. I mean, uh, yeah, it kind of just turned me off to the whole thing. So uh, now, was there anybody uh, that you could have that could fight for you that can call up the UFC and be like, "Listen, Al, sorry he missed a thing. You know, he'll pay you know ten percent of his next purse, but don't take away his uh, fight of the night winnings." Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really. I'm not. The only thing that I might be sorry for is the whole hotel room thing, which 
wasn't even that bad. It kind of got blown out of proportion. But I had a fight coming up, and I wanted to train for the fight because I get paid to fight. I don't get paid to fly to Vegas. In fact, I have to pay. I have to lose money because I don't get paid to, you know, I have to take a week out of my life. So, you know, I, that was really, you know, it's, that's what it is. And, you know, the booing thing, whatever, I don't know. It, I just got my head bashed in, you know, from a guy that was pretty tough. So I didn't even really know what the fuck was going on. So I yelled at him and, you know, whatever. Have, some people yell and they get, you know, Nate Diaz, curse the people. People, guys are doing, guys are getting caught doing a lot worse things that I've done, and they're still winning bonuses. So I don't know what they have against me, but yeah, no, that um, is the guys are taking fucking steroids and going into the cage and you know punching people in the face when they're cheating, and you're just yeah. to me that boo thing was one of the funniest things ever. Yeah. Who doesn't trash hotel rooms? Oh, they, you know how many times yeah, I bang chicks? They and, liked it. Everyone, yeah. I don't know. They have to get you know freaking. <laughs> All the, all the guys liked it. The PR guys came up after me, and, and they were like, "Oh, you know, I was still mad." And they were like, "Dude, like you, you just you do the you, you know you do this the right way. You're gonna come out of this looking good." Blah blah blah. And, you know, it, you know what it was. It was real. It wasn't fake. I wasn't you know whatever. So I don't know. Leslie, they, anything uh, for Al? Oh man, I Bye. just hi. Can you hear I... me? Yeah, she can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. I'm a, I'm sitting behind. Um... The screen, I can't see you, but I can hear you. Yeah, no, I think it's a bummer. I think that it'd be a great thing if there is a, a group that could um, collectively bargain so that we could be protected from stuff or someone who could, like, file a grievance for you, like, in a union. That'd be a cool thing. It'd be nice if there was someone there to stand up for you, to go and, and represent you. That's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that, uh, you know, the needs in every other sport, you know, we got the... In every way, the UFC wants to be like the NFL because it helps the UFC with the Reebok deal. They want to be like the, the NFL. You know, that's the thing. Oh, every major sport has a clothing deal. Every major sport has a you know a, a, an association or something where the you know the athletes can collectively bargain and they know what they're making. They know the percentages and what's going on. And this is like it's kind of like you know you got to kiss up to the UFC and hope that they give you bonuses and you know. That's the way it goes. You gotta. You're just hoping that you stay on the good side, and you know you win your fights, and when you renegotiate, you hope that they give you a, you know, a good a good contract. And uh, a lot of times it doesn't happen. And you know, like you said, I can sell real estate when I'm old, but guess what? I still need to walk when I'm old. And and if I don't have mo- if I have no money and I'm beat up, my knees hurt, my hands hurt, my elbows hurt. And I'm I'm broke, and I have to sell real estate when I'm, you know, forty, fifty, sixty years old. If I if I do it now, you know, I could save money, I could put money away, I could invest it the right way. When I was fighting, I took a year off fighting, one year. I had nine fights in like two years, or eight fights in two years. I took one year off. It was a year and and a change, and I basically was I was running down low, man. You know, I had no, uh, you know, it, it was tough. So to last the rest of my life. I need more than that. And I have, I need sponsors to, you know, that could, I had sponsors that could help me when I'm hurt. They're paying me monthly and that'll run away with the Reebok thing. And I signed my, when I signed my contract, there was no Reebok thing. And I got forced into signing the addendum, which I should never sign, but I was being a little bitch and I signed it. And I should never did that. And you know what? I'm, you know, they, 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 they 
they would have cut me if I didn't sign it. So now I'm I, I'm cutting myself. I don't know. <laughs> but what about gotta, you know, what about going to Bellator or World Series or? Uh, no, nah, no, they they extended my contract. Joe, you know, Joe Silver, he said that uh, I'm retired basically because he's I'm either gonna have to fight for what uh, they offered me or what's in my contract, or they're just gonna keep extending my contract forever and I'll never be able to fight anywhere else. Uh, did they give you like a a decent raise? From uh, what you made in your last fight, uh, it was what three three grand. Oh, that's bullshit, but, man. Yeah, but I lost all my sponsors, and I lo- and you know, I, the way I said the way I see it is, if I was fighting at Madison Square Garden, I could get freaking Kuzumano Construction. I could get one of my buddies, or you know. Uh, Gino's Pizza, new whatever they they pay five grand easy to be on my shorts to be at Madison Square Garden. Are you nuts, you know. So I don't know. I think I can make a lot of money in sponsors. I could have made a lot of money in sponsors fighting at MSG, but five grand from Reebok doesn't sound too enticing, you know. I think it's awesome that you know that you're worth more than that. I think that's great. I, I think it's impressive, and I think that we all, all of us, all of us fighters, have to work on that. Is knowing that our, our value is more than that. So, thanks for taking yeah, well, the lead yeah. on that. Man, I, can't. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, you know, the thing is, I is most guys they have families or they have you know whatever they have a lot of bills that they have to pay. I you know I have a you know I have a mortgage, but you know I'm making a little bit of money doing personal training, so I don't need to fight. I, I've, I've, uh, I kind of changed the way I was doing things. Um, you know, after I had surgery, I, I started doing the real estate and making a little bit there. And, but I, I really built up my personal training clientele. So I don't need, I don't need to fight. I'm comfortable right now. And, you know, that'll all have to stop if I have to fight and go for a bit, I get hurt again. I don't know. So I'm just, uh, you know. I'm just doing my thing. I'm enjoying it, though. I'm having fun with what I'm doing. So, man, uh, you're way more entertaining than than uh, Sage Norcutt in and out of the cage. <laughs> I I can't believe they would get behind uh, someone like him and not someone like you who has championship potential. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. A guy, uh, they they pick their you know they pick their people that they want you know. And I just whatever. can't believe they went out of the contract. I'm, I mean, I I can't believe that if you said, listen. Thank you guys, but I would like to go to Bellator or somewhere to match the offer, that or even Ryzen, or if you wanted to fight in Venator or one of these even places that you get, you could actually keep your sponsors. Why they wouldn't let you do that? That's insane. Oh, uh, why the UFC wouldn't just release me? Yeah. Well, I don't. Know. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know, they, like I'm too valuable to them to release me. Or I'm too val, or I'd be too valuable to somebody else for them to release me, but I'm not valuable for them to pay me. Even just what I would have been getting, you know, without without this Reebok, or whatever, you know, which is absurd. Like, uh, they're kind of like, you know, do, and you know, Joe Silver's he's an angry guy, I guess, because he, uh, he basically was just yelling at my manager, telling, "Oh, he's not going to fight. Well, he's retired. Is he retired? Is he retired?" Yeah, whatever. So I don't know. Oh God. How how's the, how's the uh, ladies treating you? <laughs> uh, I'm doing all right, man. I actually kind of 
I'm on like a self-induced hiatus, you know. Why? Look, just, look at you. You're not fighting. You're not getting pussy. What are you? What are you? Fucking becoming a Buddha? What's going on? <laughs> I just haven't been going out, man. I've been just working. I've just been. Uh, I'm on like a. I don't know. Starting things. It's like a new. Uh, I don't know, it's like a whole new thing. I'm really into this real estate stuff. I'm really trying to learn a lot. Like when I first started fighting, dude, I didn't. Hang, I hang out with, for like a year. I barely hung out with girls. I, all I was do. I was just training, 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 you know? I'm kind of like, uh, on the same kind of thing. I'm just so focused on... Are you still training at all? Yeah, yeah, I'm still training a little bit, you know? A little bit. Stay in the gym, man. I have a feeling that they're going to change their mind. Someone's going to say something, and they're going to say, all right, Al, you know, we're not going to take away your bonuses. You're going to be on the new card in like Sacramento or something, and and we're going to give you. I don't know. Even if they say that, though, even if they say, "Oh, we're not going to take away your bonuses," they still just don't give me a bonus. I think the whole bonus thing is bullshit anyway. I don't know. Like they can decide who they think did a good performance. Like I don't know. Like what is a good performance? It's all subjective. You know, there's no like cut and dry. This is where you're getting paid. There's like the guys are getting after the locker room bonus, and no one even knew who was making what in the NFL. You know what a guy's making. You know, but if they said so, Al, listen, just, I said Al, we're gonna put you on the Sacramento card December sixteenth. We're gonna give you fifty thousand dollars, and you can get your bonuses back. Uh, and you're fighting Sage Northcote. Would you do it? I mean, I'd rather fight like um, I don't know, like a top ten guy. All right, you know? so okay, that's what I'm saying okay, so they give you <laughs> they offer you a top ten guy or fifty thousand. Plus your bonuses they, are back. I'd fight Sage Northcutt for. I'd probably fight him for what they were offering me. That was, you know. All right. Fine, the thing I'm is, saying. I'm 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 way better. I'm better than what they were. You know, I I'm at the point where I got to fight tough guys. Where I got to fight guys that are the top in the world. And to get paid what I'm getting paid, I'm getting paid to fight guys like freaking you know those guys. You know the guys that are not you know, even in the conversation. The guys you know. All right. If so, they say fifty grand, okay, for Michael Chiesa. December 16th, Sacramento. Would you do it? That'd be a good fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a good fight. So, okay. So, stay, stay ready, man. I have a feeling that you're, you're, you're still going to... Look, you were a wrestler. You were a great wrestler, even though you lost to Andre Harrison in high school. Okay, you, you were a great... <laughs> three, three times. Uh, okay, okay, so you're, you're still a great wrestler. You, that you that wrestle- motherfucker is the strongest. He's the strongest guy I've ever, I've ever competed against in anything. You 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 a great wrestler in college, okay? You're a badass dude. You got a great fight team. I have a feeling it's not over yet. So, somebody's just not getting the, the memo here. Some so some somewhere that's communications lost. Did you bang someone's girlfriend in, in the UFC? One of these guys. I don't think so. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> don't you don't so. think don't so? That's, that's not even a no. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be great if I did, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, I think that might be what happened. All right, his bonuses are gone. Um, now, th- th- are you on Tinder, Bumble, anything? Yeah, I don't really use the Tinder. Hmm. It doesn't work. In Long Island? I mean, are you wor- kidding me? It, it, crazy, it, it works, but I don't know. I'm not like, uh, I don't know. I text him a little bit, and it's, I don't know. Did you put, you, you put your out, stupid shirt? Go out, with- have a couple of drinks with a girl, neither, you know. You put a picture of you with no shirt on in the octagon, okay, on Bumble or Tinder. You're getting crazy, dumb Long Island puss, but like top tier. Yeah. <laughs> right, Leslie? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not from Long Island, but. But if, if you didn't have a boyfriend, you, you, would, you would date Al, right? 
I I'm I've never been on one of the online dating apps. Oh, no, that wasn't the question. <laughs> like Al. Al's a good-looking guy. Uh, you're out of your mind. But Al's your. T- I mean, he may not be your type. Leslie's more into like earthy guys and like guys that like have like I don't know hairy dicks or something. But about, uh, <laughs> Al's more of like a guy into like. I, I don't know where that came Dude, from. You what? I, I was trying to think of like the equivalent of like a Harry Bush for a guy. So he'd be a Harry. I don't know. But Leslie's more of like a hippie kind of chick. But um, I don't know, Al. I don't know if that would go over. I, I, I could see you're more into like the girls that wear like the, you know, the, they, they have glitter and the fake boobs and the tight, small waist, right? I don't know about the fake boobs, but yeah. Tight waist. Yeah. yeah, tight waist, big tits, you know, like nice ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's your style. No, I mean back in the day. Oh yeah, well, well Wyman's got to go. Now, what did what did Wyman say about your retirement? I don't know. Uh, you know, he's upset for sure. I mean, he kind of understands where I'm coming from, but you know, he's he's in a different situation. I mean, he's got a family. He's uh, he's a fight away from the title. He's he's gonna he's gonna do some work on uh, November twelfth. I I'm really excited for the opportunity that he's got. He got he got what he wanted. He had to fly out, you know. He he, you know, he, he worked hard to get where he's at, and uh, I'm just I'm excited for the guy. But Al, like you you're know? a nice guy. I actually I saw a video one time. It was a kid's birthday party, and you dressed up as a wrestler, and you ran into a backyard, and all these little kids yeah. were like, "Al's here, Al!" And the whole neighborhood looked <laughs> up to you, and you did like this fake wrestling in a backyard, and I was like, "Man, this is a good guy right here." This guy spent time out of his. He took time out of his day to make make fifty little kids like jump for joy, and I was like, man, uh, yeah, it was cool. Nah, it was cool. It was good. Good time. Those two, I trained those two kids. The the brothers, the twins. You're gonna be hearing them about them one day. They're they're uh, they're animals. They're only ten years old, but they're uh, they're vicious. Vicious on the mat, but that nice was cool of you, man. The, the fact mat. that you did that it shows that you're 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 a real stand up guy, and it's really a shame because if it was if I was in charge, I would give you whatever you want. I would make sure you're happy, and, and you know you go out and put on. I don't I don't care if you boo the crowd, you want to destroy fucking holiday in bathrooms, whatever you want to do. You know, <laughs> just it doesn't matter. Just just fucking go out there and put on good fights. And there was not one fight you were in where uh, it wasn't a good fight. Every fight I you have is a good it, fight. Man. So look, if you yeah, want to be a real estate agent, there's one probably... thing I do that I love to fight. You know. Well, I listen, really if you want to be a, if you're a real estate agent, you're going to be great at that too. You're going to make a lot of money. Who knows? You may make a fucking may become a billionaire doing that, and you'll be happy doing yeah. that. And you know, it's just a shame that that this is what has to kind of cause that that change. You know. Yeah, but you know what? Things happen. Things happen for a reason. I work. I work. One thing I learned from MMA is that I know how to work hard. And, I can do that. Anything I do, I'll, I'll work hard, and I'll probably fuck up a million times, but I'll keep working out. I'll get it, you know? You got I kinda, it. I'm fucking up a lot with this real estate, I tell you that, but I'm getting there. I'm figuring it out. It's just fun, man. I'm learning a lot. One, there was one night where Al was drunk a couple of year, about a year ago. He was drunk and tweeting the most fucked up shit to people, responding to fans. So I called uh-huh. him up, and I'm like, Al take down those tweets. He's like, you think I should? I go, yeah, I think you should. He took them all down. Uh, I, was like, <laughs> I remember the night he, it was recently where him and Kevin Lee went back and forth on Twitter and it was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And dude. then Aljo jumped in. Kevin oh. Lee wants that rematch, dude. I know. You, oh, you think he does? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he, do, he does. Kevin, yeah, that Kevin tell. Lee loses sleep over you. 
But I know it's funny. He's a good fighter, though. I feel bad. I feel bad from you know. He's a good fighter. You're but, both good fighters. You know. Well, listen, man. If you need anything else, uh, call me up. If you need anything, you do got to do what's best for you. And uh, you know, when it, when it comes to sit, look, you 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 went for it. You know, you, you're still going for it. And whatever you do, I'm sure you'll be happy. I appreciate it, man. Hey, I heard you're going to be in New York for uh, for for during the uh, November 12th. You're I will. Be in New York for that, I'm huh? doing a show at you're the doing cutting. A show, uh... Yes, November 10th um, at the cutting room. Nice. You, are you going to be there? I want to. Uh, yeah, I want to come down for sure. November tenth, I for got sure. you. I will. I will see you, uh, Leslie. You want to be on the awesome, show man. in, in uh, New York City? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Leslie's gonna. Leslie will be there too, doing a set as well. So uh, let's do it. All right, Sounds cool. Good. Thanks a lot, man. I'll all talk right. to you soon. All right, thanks, bro. Later. Take care. That was Al Ayakinta. Nice guy, man. Just fucking. Just a shitty situation to be in, you know. But I mean, at least. He's on his feet. He, he's doing other things. <clears throat> he's doing other things that he would want to do. And <clears throat> he's not one of those guys that, like, desperately needs it. Like, that's his only avenue is fighting. So, you know what? If it's going to make him happier doing something else and he doesn't have to deal with the, the whole political situation and he can work for himself or whatever, then all power to him. Of course, I want to see him back in there. But, you know, these guys got to make decisions. And that's, that's kind of brings in the whole union situation again. And it, it's this whole thing. Well, first, I, I pulled up a picture, and you're right. He is very good looking in the octagon without a shirt on. You're right. <laughs> um, and second, uh, man, he's probably doing one of the best things possible for the sport, not just for himself, but for the sport. Because if you think about it, the fighters getting paid more means that they're, they're able to invest more in themselves and in their trainers, in their training, and they'll be better fighters. They'll be such better fighters if they're not fighting because they're hurt and they just need the money or, or whatever list of reasons that they fight that, that is because they're in a bad situation, not the ideal situation. So the more money that goes to the fighters, that's not taking money away from the UFC. That, that's going to increase the value so that everybody ends up with more money. Yes, I do. But, I mean, the guy like Ali Quinta, he's, you know, 29 years old. He's 31, right? He said 29. I mean, he beat Masvidal. That was a controversial decision, but he still, you know, got the win. I mean, he beat Joe Lozon in punches. Uh, he beat Ross Pearson. And he beat Rodrigo Dam. He's on a four-fight winning streak. Uh, his last loss was to Mitch Clark. Which uh, Mitch did some crazy choke before that. Before that, dominating he, the fight. Before that, he beat Kevin Lee, Piotr Hellman, Ryan Contour. I mean, since the Ultimate Fighter finale, which was in 2012, when he lost to Chiesa, he's won one, two, three, four, five, six. He's won seven out of eight fights. It's very impressive. I mean, a guy like that, though, y- you know, y- you almost feel bad because he's sort of getting robbed out of his prime, and not that I. I don't blame him for what he's doing. He's, you know, he's doing a smart. He's doing what's best for him. But I do feel bad because you, you don't want to be like, oh, what if, what if, what if, you know? And uh, it just kind of sucks. Just kind of because a guy like that, you know, he 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 has such potential. I mean, such potential. Uh, he beat even in the Ultimate Fighter. He beat John Tuck, Miles Jury, Andy Ogle, Vince Pichel. I mean, these are all good, great fighters. This dude's had a. I mean, his record is twelve and three. And and that's champion material, totally. Yeah. But he's already acting like a champion right now by being like, I am worth more than that. Yeah, you're right. I can't believe that the UFC wouldn't say, you know what, you want to leave, go ahead. 
uh, and well, give more money to Look at Jose Aldo. He want, he's pissed right now, and he's been talking shit about the UFC for years, whether it was money or whatever the circumstance was. But I would think that Aldo is more valuable to the UFC than uh, Al Iaquinta. And that's no disrespect to Al, but I could see why you know, they got the Brazilian market. Aldo's a superstar in Brazil. Aldo, you know, is the next fight for the winner of McGregor, uh, Eddie Alvarez, if he goes down to 145. You know, I understand why he wouldn't do that, why they wouldn't be so quick to release him. But yeah. Al, a guy like Al, you go, all right, you know what, okay, go, go get, okay, you want to go to Bellator, go to Bellator. And, you know, Al might be able to go to, you know, Gino's Pizzeria, which I used to work at, by the way. I was a, a pizza guy. Uh, or, you know, his friends, whatever, or this is a construction worker, and pick up 30 grand or, or 50 grand a fight. You know, a guy like that, especially a local guy. And Bellator is in New York. I mean, they're coming to New York. So, who knows? It just kind of sucks. By the way, let's talk about some more of those matchups. Misha Tate versus Raquel Pennington. Um, strange. St- strange fight? Strange fight. Strange matchup. Yeah. Good matchup. Good matchup, uh, but a little strange. Why? Just, well, number one, it's only the second time where a fighter has faced their ultimate fighter coach. Okay. First one being Matt Hamill and Tito Ortiz. All right. Um, it's just, I know Raquel's on a three-fight win streak. Her fight with uh, Kohea was close. Very tough girl, but Misha just lost the title. You'd think, you know, maybe they would, you know, rematch her and Holly Holm, or they'd try to, But it was you know, her first push. title defense. Like, yeah, yeah, so I don't, understand. They don't necessarily give... I feel like the levels are different, though. Like, we've had the, the conversation of how the women are closer in rankings yeah. than the men, but it just feels like it's well, kind of a strange... Well, let's talk to person who trains with, Le- with Misha Tate. Leslie, who wins this fight? It's Misha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they actually have very similar styles in their fighting, but, uh, but that Misha has the edge. Uh, she, now, do you think, who do you think hits harder? Raquel, I would say. You know, Raquel, Raquel, hits, she, Raquel hits hard. She has really good hands um, when she lets them go. They're good. But, uh, man, Misha's been getting better nonstop the entire time. I, I think she's in Thailand right now. She is. But, uh, like, her, her game is... <laughs> what? She's there with Cindy Dandwash. She posts on Snapchat, like, eight times a day. Oh, nice. Where is she right now? Right now? Yeah, yeah, Probably yeah. on the beach. Um, <laughs> let me see. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting a reading. All right. All right. All right. I pick up. Uh, Leslie, pick a random fighter. A random fighter. Uh, uh, is this a new Any game? fighter. Any fighter. Oh, here we go. Any I, fighter. I just realized what you're trying to do. Any fighter. Pick a random. Or Gabe, pick a fighter. Uh, you guys suck at this fucking game. Philippe Nover. Philippe, Philippe Nover. Nover. Where is he? Crying about the Burrell loss. Oh, come on. That's what the fuck. All right. So, go on. Leslie, go on. Really? What did you expect me to say? Like, I come thought up you with, might know exactly where like, he is. GPS <laughs> tracking. He's latitude 475.1 cell. I would not be shocked. All right. Go on. Leslie? Um, I remember exactly what I was saying. Yes. I was talking about how Misha's still evolving, and she's always getting better. So, and Raquel hits harder. Do you think Raquel could hurt? I mean, she's been dropped by... I think Misha's going to win, too. But she's been dropped by Sarah McMahon. She got blown out by Nunez. Holly didn't really hurt her, but Holly's not known as much of a puncher. Uh, can Bra- if, Canel, if Raquel connects, is she gonna? Could she stop Misha? I, I mean, anything's possible. It's a fight. That's why we watch them, because, because you never know. But um, I, I don't know. I wanted to fight Raquel. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. so I'm being salty. I'm like trying to think of things, <laughs> and I haven't even actually thought about that fight at all and how it's gonna go, other than to be like salty, like ah, Misha's gonna get it. You know what's funny, though? I was thinking about you because when you fought Cyborg, right, you said uh, 
no one's ever hit me as hard as Cyborg, mm-hmm. right? And that seems to be the, the, the common response of people who fight Cyborg. I mean, she walks in at like 165. She's a fucking tank. She hits, people say hits like a guy. I think that's insulting to fucking her. It's harder than a guy. She just hits like a fucking tank. But how, I was trying to think, if I was training you or a girl to fight Cyborg, now, do I put you in sparring and tell guys to just unleash, unload on you and that get your chin stronger so that you know the punch is coming? Or how do you prepare for that? You're asking me that question? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking back. Um, well, what I did... Okay, so first off, my problem... I wasn't knocked out. Uh, my problem was in my, in my whole game plan is that I should have been moving around more. I should have tired her out in the first round and then started uh, looking to mount an attack in the second round, um, you know, to, to take it strong in the third round, but take it all the way. And I didn't do that. I planted in the first round and then started throwing. So, um, Which I, I was worried that was going to happen, but go on. <laughs> so I tend to get excited. I think that's more something I need to work on. You know, maybe I've got to do some more yoga and meditation for that one. Uh, you know, it's sticking to the game plan thing. But what I did, um, and it makes sense to me, and it's, a, it's kind of a trend with a whole bunch of fighters right now, is I wasn't trying to get my bell rung getting ready for that fight. I wasn't trying to have people swing on me super heavy so that I walk into the fight with a, a healing concussion or not healing concussion because that's what a lot of people but could, do. Like, could you wear that, that helmet with the weight attached to it where you just move your neck up and down? Like, you know, that, that exercise I've seen people do? Oh, yeah, that's a good Jabon one. Wears. Yeah, would that help uh, you like, get your chin stronger for Cyborg's punches? It would definitely... It would, um, I think that it would help one to n- avoid getting knocked out. Right. Not because it strengthens the chin. I don't, I don't know that other than like maybe chewing gum would actually <laughs> like... <laughs> Work I just, I just think muscles. about that. I, think, I mean, I, obviously, you know, don't get hit. But, right. but I was wondering. But I'm wondering. But if you're the fire thinking about that, you're already planning on losing, sort of. Well, no. You, uh, well, yeah, but if like I'm wondering if I had a girl that, like, I'm training a girl to fight. How about a woman? A woman, sorry. Really, you're not a girl anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a boy, even uh, yeah. though I'm a man. Yeah. I, I'm still technically a boy at girls, right? Uh, I don't, I'm asking this fucking guy. <laughs> but, but, but I'm saying, like, uh, like, let's say you had a guy like uh, Anthony Johnson just punch you in the face every day, but not a, not a, not at full strength, just once, but just fucking punch you. Like by the time Cyborg hits you, you fucking right. You have no brain cells left, <laughs> and like your jaw is hanging off of your yeah. face, and All like right. you right. totally have a glass and jaw. That's a bad plan. All right, I'm trying to think about how I don't know how these girls are going to be Cyborg. I, I mean, even like if, if Ronda fights her, she's dead. I'm sorry, but that would that would not go well for Ronda. Uh, Supposedly, Dana said in an interview this morning or last night that Ronda wants Cyborg now. I'm like, I, it's I not going to happen. Bullshit. They're not going to make that fight. The only way that I think the UFC would make that fight is if they're convinced that Ronda only has one fight left in her. Like if they can, if they, but is it at 145 or 140? Let's say it's even at 140. I mean, Cyborg says she doesn't want to drop anymore. It's way too. For Ronda, I think she would. She might. I watched her documentary the other night. Cyborg. Sure did. But, but who do you think wins, Ronda or Cyborg? I think Cyborg wins. Leslie. Yeah, yeah, I've said I said that years ago. I, I still think it's true. We've yeah. been saying this forever. And Ronda needs a double leg. Ronda Her entire attack too. is in the clench. There's no way she's getting anywhere close to clenching with Cyborg. I totally forgot that I'm trying to not make fight uh, predictions anymore because this I'm trying to podcast. be. I know, but I'm trying to be all about everyone for the union, and so like, oh fuck that! Listen, I, the, I can't the, be. What you think that 
fighter that, that when they ask a football player who thinks going to win, they're, they're gonna, I can't because I want them. I mean, this, this, well, but it's a little bit different, don't you think? If no, if Cyborg didn't exist, Ronda Rousey would still be at one forty five pounds, and the UFC would have a one forty five pound division instead of a one thirty five pound division. I guarantee you that. Yeah, they all started at one forty five. Yeah, I mean, well, all right. Yeah, away from her. Uh, now, some of the other fights at 205. Wonder Boy, I heard, is a 3-1 to one favorite over Woodley. Uh, two and a half, I think. It's ridiculous. That To me, that's like, I, I think Woodley wins this fight. I, I know people are think, I know Wonder Boy looked, has looked amazing in his last fights. He, I didn't think he looked amazing against Rory, but Rory's an awkward fighter. Uh, he looked amazing against Johnny Hendricks, but that was a different Johnny Hendricks that has ever come in. He looked, and Ellenberger dropped him. I think Woodley is going to stop Wonder Boy. And people can say all they want about me and you suck. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, I think it's a bad I think it's a mm. I think it's a bad matchup. I think Woodley just hits too hard. I think he's too athletic. I think Woodley has one route to victory in that fight. Well, I, he can get the knockout, but I think his best chance to win is to to get the takedowns. But I think Woodley wins. I think Woodley wins this fight. I don't know if he stops somebody who wins this fight. Leslie, I know that we want people to join the union, but who do you think wins this fight? Uh, man, Tyrone Woodley looked really good last time. Oh, yeah. So, Woodley? Yeah, my short-term memory only keeps it in. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I only hold on to, like, the very last fight. That's the last thing that I saw. It's where my mind goes to. Uh, the odds are pretty close, actually. Uh, Wonder Boy's minus 165. Woodley's okay. plus 145. Uh, Romero versus Weidman. I got Wonder Boy, by the way. You have Wonder Boy? I did. You were looking down. No, to- I, you asked me, and then... I was, well, if you want to talk to me, then fucking pay attention. To quick, I am paying quick, attention. Quick, I went to talk, but I'm not going to interrupt Gabe if he starts to talk. All right, enough of you guys. Listen, mm-hmm. uh, Yoel Romero versus Weidman is a fight that I am worried about for Chris Weidman. Um, I just think that Romero hits so fucking hard. Weidman is known to like get in brawls with people, even when he's winning fights. I think the UFC dropped the ball, man. I think they should have done uh, Weidman and Jacare and Rockhold and Romero. Really? I think those should have been the fights, yeah. Instead of uh, Rockhold and Jacare, too, I think those... Yeah, I don't know. I, I want Chris to win. I think Chris is going to win. But, man, uh, a part of me th- knows Chris gonna, thinks Chris is going to win pro- also because Wyman, uh, Romero is like 75 years old. Uh, we don't know how old this guy really is. I know he says 40, but I, I, uh, 38, 39. He says, or what is, like... These Cuban guys, they don't, they, they don't start counting until they move over here. <laughs> like, so, like, before they came from Cuba, that doesn't even exist. So, there's, I don't, there's, that guy's like 75. He's huge. But I think, I think Chris wins. But that's a tough fight. Uh, Leslie? It's going to be an exciting fight. I don't know. I mean, I'm the worst at fight predictions. I'm going I'm to have to start studying cards right before they come up and, like, polling people so I can say stuff. He's 11 and 1, 39 years old. But I don't know. I mean, he just has that old face. Was know? it kind of hilarious to anyone else besides myself that nobody asked him any questions at the press conference yesterday? Or, or Kelvin. Well, Kelvin, yeah. That, that, like, I was a little confused by that. I think most people were like, this guy instead of Lawler, which I'm excited for Kelvin to get yeah. that fight. But Romero, I'm wondering, and this probably isn't true, but this is my own creativity running wild. I wonder if they told the media, like, don't talk to him because, number one, he doesn't speak English, and number two, we might get a gay Jesus thing again. I don't think the gay Jesus. I think he didn't say gay Jesus, no. He said, right, he said... Uh, no, forget Jesus, yeah, but yeah, it no, sounds like no, forget yeah, Jesus. Yeah, no, I think, no, I know. I think it's just the English thing. Kelvin, I think that uh, I was hoping someone would ask him, like, his favorite toppings. That would have been like, you know, hey, Kelvin, what's, what's your favorite topping at In-N-Out or something? That would have been a great what, question. What are you going to actually weigh in at on the way in day? <laughs> I think Kelvin beats Cerrone. Uh, I just think that he's hard to hurt, and 
Kelvin has this weird thing about him where he just gets up for fights and he's just big. I mean, walks around a 210, 215. Whereas, you know, Cowboy's coming up from That's 55. That's one of the tougher ones to pick, in my opinion. Les? I didn't realize that they were meeting in the middle. Uh, wait, so... 170. No, 170. Oh, okay. Got but it. Kelvin started his career at 85. He won the Ultimate Fighter at 85. Got it. Right. I, I like watching Kelvin fight. Yeah. He doesn't seem to get hurt. He just seems to be like... He's like, he's like, like he's having fun. Yeah. It's almost like he doesn't know he's supposed to lose, so he wins. He ate punches yeah. on Woodley, dude. Yeah, right? Yeah. He also... Wasn't he in the hospital the night before, though? After the weight cut? He went straight to the hospital, got the IV, all those issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes him more impressive, yeah. Yeah, that he actually showed up. And the thing with Cowboy, I loved when they asked me yesterday, like, you know, you've been doing really well at 170. How do you feel about that? He's like, I get to eat more and drink more beer, so I'd, I'm just happy. Oh, that, That's- and then J- the Jeremy Stevens thing was the funniest. Oh, who the oh. fuck is that guy? That was, that was the best. That was the best part of the press conference. It, I mean, yeah, it was it And was I like very, Jeremy Stevens. Or what Jesus. about when uh, Wonder Boy moved Connor's monster and water bottle, and then Dana removed yeah. his water Monster can it yeah. was that was really funny too. No, like, the whole thing is I'm excited about it. I'm actually it's an amazing. It, but what's crazy I'm is jealous. that like there's one, two, there's three, there's four events before that, uh, and it's sort of overshadowing all these events, uh, which is whatever. Uh, this week, John Dodson versus John Lineker. Uh, I want Dodson to win. I hope he wins. I hope he doesn't play. Let's punch each other till see someone falls down with Lineker because this dude. His nickname is Hands of Stone is for fucking a reason. Dude, I, I recommended a bet to you a few days ago. It yeah. was at plus 700, and now it's down to plus 400. You, sh- you should have betted. What was the bet? Uh, Lineker by decision. See, here's the, here's the reason, Gabe. Even though you told me to bet Lineker by decision, did, did you make that bet? Uh, yeah. I can't bet against my friends. And Dodson's a he friend has of mine. A, he has a, a monetary block that does not allow him to put no, money. No, honestly. Yeah, it, but I'm it, being serious. I'm being let me ser- fucking like, finish. Okay. Because here's what happens. Okay. Uh, don't get upset. Uh, but listen. I'm not. All right. I'm waiting for you to finish. I love you. Listen. It's hard for me to bet against my friends because, number, number one, even if I think they're going to lose, which, which sometimes happens, I don't want to make money off them losing. And it's why I'm not good at betting at this MMA thing because I get close to these guys or girls, and then I and then I, I root for them. And in making money, I, I wouldn't be able to have Dodson on the podcast next week and talk about how much I like him if I knew I won money off him losing. And, and that sucks because you know, part of me sometimes not in this case, but I think a guy is going to lose, and then I just can't pick against him, even though I like money, I like eating, I like paying my rent, <laughs> I like paying for shit. But I still don't want to do it on the back of a friend losing. And it fucking bothers me. You know, uh, it really does bother me. Because a part of me is like, I have friends that are like, are you fucking crazy? If you think a guy's going to lose, bet against him. But I'm like, yeah, but it's a buddy. It's a buddy of mine. You know? It makes sense. Trust me, it makes sense. That's one of the reasons that I have issues with betting, which I wouldn't do it anyways. But yes, like a guy that I like. Or like two guys where you had Elkins and Skelly and you're yeah. like, which fucking way do I go with this? And then one, your parlay doesn't cash because of the one guy and you're like, well, fuck that guy. It just... And now, I, now, now, if I was Gabe and I have no soul and... I don't bet against uh, friends either. Like, I got to know Jake. I can't bet against him anymore. <laughs> Jake? Ellenberger? Yeah. yeah, you can't bet him against him? Not anymore. No, no, no but... We, now, we have what's name on the podcast, Eves. Now, did you bet against Eves? Uh... I bet on him in his last fight. You bet on him, but you bet against him beforehand. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. It's been a while. Right. Though, okay, for him. sure. I got to look up the fights to tell you about them. Uh, now, can but, you bet against a friend if you think they're going to lose? I don't. Um, no, I don't do betting. 
I don't do it in the first place. I would get all distracted. I, I don't. E- it doesn't even occur to me. And then afterward, and everyone else is celebrating all the money that they won. I'm. I don't even. I'm not even jealous because I like being able to think about it just from the fight, the fighting. Now, do aspects. you people bet on you against Cyborg? Uh, yeah. Did people tell you? <laughs> they told me ahead of time. Now, did you feel bad afterwards? No. Did I mean, you? I was too mad. I was too mad to feel bad. Because I always feel bad if I text someone, hey, I bet on you, and they lose. I feel like I, I'm an asshole for doing that because now they're going to feel awkward around me or be like, oh, shit. Maybe dude. wait until it happens, and then if they win you money, you're like, I bet on you, and you owe me money. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like with, Ke- the, I think it was what, Kevin Lee's last fight with yeah. Jake Matthews? I know. I lost that parlay because I bet on the guy who came to my comedy show because he came to my comedy show. Because he also, <laughs> but he also. No, no, not Jake, uh, Kevin. But there was the other dude that came to my comedy show, the guy that, from Titan FC that, or from... No, not even Titan. He came up from like KFC. I don't know some KFC. Yeah, <laughs> came up from something else. VFC, and he, and he won. Oh, victory fighting. Yeah. Victory. Oh, Anthony Smith. Yeah, Anthony Smith came to the comedy show, so I put money on him. Yeah, I lost money on them too. Yeah. That was like when Kevin Lee was on the show, and he's like, "I got all these people telling me they can't buy Christmas presents because they bet on me," and it's like, <laughs> "Dude, I lost money too, motherfucker." Now, 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 Gabe. This week, so do you, do you have a parlay this week? I believe so. Now, did you make any money last week in, in Brazil? Oh, man. Uh, Thiago Santos busted uh, a few parlays for me. And uh, the I had the under in the Roy Nelson fight. And uh, it went like a minute or so over. over and so I uh, lost. What, what, what was the under? Uh, the line? Yeah. It was like minus 220. Okay. And it was in the parlay. But I'm saying, now, is it exact minute or it just says two rounds or one it round? Was, it was one and a half round. So it was the two minute, 30 second uh Mark of the second round. Oh, God. Have you ever lost by a couple seconds? Uh, yeah. A few Ugh. seconds. But I, I've, also, I've also won by like a, a couple seconds too. You're sitting there like ripping it. Well, you don't oh, have hair, yeah. but you're sitting there like ripping hair. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? That's we gotta got four be so seconds. That's so frustrating. Yeah. Or if a guy's fucking around, like if like Nate Diaz, when he had that dude in the triangle and starts flexing. Uh, oh, like Anderson against Damian Maya, Talis Latest, No, remember Patrick when Nate Cote. had uh, Kurt Pellegrino? It was Kurt Pellegrino, and he's flipping off. Yeah, and he, yeah. I'd be like, fuck, if I had my now was like on uh, 30 seconds, I'd be like, quit fucking flipping off the camera and finish his fucking submission. I'd be fucking livid. So who do you have in this week? Uh, I like Kelly Fashols. Kelly Fastholes, as against, I like. Against who? Uh, a promotional newcomer, uh, Caitlin Vieira. She's an undefeated Brazilian chick. But why do you have Kelly Fashols? I think she's better. What do you know about this uh, promotional newcomer? Uh, she hasn't faced uh, nearly as good as competition as Fashols. But she's undefeated, so she's beaten everyone she's put up against her. Yeah, but I think this chick's way better than the... Than the have you watched the other girls' fights? Uh, yeah. How many fights have you watched of it? Uh, like four. Damn, you really do your fucking research. And uh, I got her. I got Curtis Blade. Yeah, but I hate, you know what I hate about this, though? That's the first fight of the night. So if, if, if I lose, and then the, the rest of the card, my whole I, like, I, then I root against my parlay. Because I'm like, fuck, if, if I only get this one, I'm, I'm like rooting against my picks. <laughs> I don't want to only miss it by one fucking fight. I train with Kelly. She'll win. Really? Yeah, she's awesome. Like, uh, like okay. She fought Laura Murphy in her, in her debut. Yep, she, yep. She won? She was no, winning until... They got the yeah. fight of the night bonus. It went all the way. She was winning. She, she, she won the first two rounds. She got finished in the third. So you think Kelly's going to beat this girl? Yes. All right, now, do you, do you know who this girl is? 
Uh, she's not in the UFC yet. <laughs> yeah, but neither is uh, Ben Askren, and I have him over half the, most of the 170 pounders. Yeah, fair, but that's a whole different situation. You've seen him up against like comparable competition, and one of the things about women right now is that there's not comparable competition to the fighters in the UFC in any other division or How any other promotion. How many fighters have hit on you? How many? Yeah. I don't know. I just figure everyone's always hitting on me all the time. You, so have, you, you give off like a, I could be a lesbian vibe. I've, I've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten that. <laughs> my favorite comic, um, my favorite comic, my favorite comment on like uh, whatever, something on Facebook or, or uh, YouTube. It was a YouTube comment was um, I did an interview with Ariel Helwani after fighting in Mexico. Then I uh, um, <clears throat> I did the interview and I had this leather jacket on and it's like it's, it's a leather yeah, yeah. jacket, you know, it, looks like a leather jacket and so in the comments somebody was like i wonder what her boyfriend's gonna say about her ear or something like that and then the next comment was boyfriend like exclamation question mark and said did you see that jacket <laughs> now, well, i don't know what it is i don't know why i thought you were a les i only thought you were a lesbian when i first met you and then and then now talking to you i realize how much you love penis and it, it, honestly it's 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 i'm actually i'm really happy that, that you just have this you know they just want cock up loves penis so, will not blow jobs yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> You guys are awesome. Um, so my boyfriend actually, when we first started dating, I was like, hey, let's not tell anybody, you know, because I don't want to seem like someone who just goes to gyms and dates people. Um, so I was like, keep it on the down low. And uh, he told me that one of the conversations that he was having with another guy that trains, the other guy was like, hey, you think Leslie's a lesbian? <laughs> and my boyfriend's all, no, no, she's not. And the other guy's like, well, how do you know? He's all, she's my girlfriend. Now, now, now you oh real oh so he actually yeah he actually had that oh, conversation he yeah. seems like a real nice guy your yeah. boyfriend he seemed like a really Asian dude that like very unassuming quiet polite and you know he could just fuck people up like you you know if it came down to it you, your life would be ended could he take me yeah you know, in three seconds dude in, in, in fighting and math now <laughs> now uh, I have to ask you Leslie wow. uh-huh. uh, you recently made history in your gym you're not telling anyone. You told me yesterday about you are the first. Yeah, I got my purple belt. I'm the first purple belt under Caesar Gracie that is a female. Wow. Nice. That's what's up, baby. That's yeah, what's up. Thanks, That's amazing. Guys. Thanks. Now, how, how long did it take you to get this? I've been training with him for seven years. Wow. Seven years. He doesn't just give them out. No. There's no. black belts in less time than that under different people. That's tough to get now what do you have to do to get this did you like submit like some crazy dude and he was like you know I what I thought you were going to ask something totally oh, like, different no like, get your head out of the gutter now, what, what, oh okay now, what do you have to do to get this purple belt just train hard every day and smoke a lot of purple kush hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean but, but like but like one I mean did it one day did you just pull off some crazy twister and he's like okay here's a purple belt you know what I've never I've never um been like the flashiest super fancy and i'm not a gym fighter like some people look amazing in the gym they can hit the pads and then like do all these like crazy cool things in the air and and then as soon as the coach walks over that's when they can like kick it up a hundred notches and then like slap on the submissions you know just right when you're not knowing that the coach is watching um but i'm totally not one of those people like i'm not a gym fighter but that's okay because i I do all right when I'm outside, like, actually fighting, but I, I look like I don't look so hot in the gym a lot of the time. No, but why is it, though, you have this purple belt, only girl, and all your fights are standing in the middle of the cage and just throw as many punches as you can? It's like, have you ever pulled off a submission in a fight? 
when I was an amateur. <laughs> and you've had how many pro fights? I have had 16 professional fights. And are you waiting to like show your, your jiu-jitsu in a fight or you just don't like throwing, going to the ground? I, I just like fighting. I really, I really like fighting with people and when they bring the fight to me or I chase them down for the fight, it's usually standing is where it ends up. Um, because of that style, I have a friend who's a huge fan of yours. Shout out to Brian Hemminger. Hey, nice. Brian Thanks, Hamburger. Brian. Hemminger. Uh, he's the editor on, at MMAosbreaker.com. Now, by the way, oh, thanks, buddy. That was, that was so slick. Now, um, <laughs> now, now, your fight with Rin Nakai, uh-huh. uh, that was one of the, uh, that must have been so hard to train for because this girl is like four foot one of just steel uh, and, and did a lot better than I thought she was going to do against you. I thought you were just going to run through her. I won money on you for that fight, by the way. Yeah. But uh, absolutely. Like, Tell them after. Absolutely. <laughs> but she, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm like, how do you, I mean, do you get on your knees and jab people for that fight? How do you train for that fight? Well, there's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, there's people that are that height around my gym. Um, not the whole package put together, same as hers. She's, yeah, would be a hard person to find someone identical to her. But. Do, you have, do you have to wait till after school to be able to train with them? <laughs> an alpha male? Yeah, seriously. That, she's like a little brick. She, she was tough, though. She was a brick. Yeah, she was solid. I landed some solid punches on her, and she just kept on coming. And at one point, uh, I, um, she, she had a head, a head and arm choke on me. And um, at first, I was gonna try to grab her arm and move it you know do the do the whatever kind of escape i was thinking of at the time i'm not sure um but i grabbed onto her arm and it was like steel it was like solid hard steel i was like well i'll just hang out here for a minute i'll just (laughs) she's the weirdest chick i mean her videos on the internet she's like half naked with, with like a bunny costume on like what, what is what's going on here? Or like, it took her twenty minutes to get derobed at the weigh-ins because yeah, she was wearing like a fucking old school samurai like steel outfit. Yeah, were we just conf- was it like in some weird vortex when you were <laughs> fighting her? <laughs> uh, I don't know how much I should say. Oh, anything. Everything. I know. Well, you're gonna say that. Of course, you're gonna say that. Look, I have tons of respect for Rinikai, and she has done so much in the sport. She's been like at the top of every list. Um, you know, for years, for yeah, years. Fighting, fetish. She's done a whole lot over the years. But um, I think that sometimes it's easy for fighters to let their coaches take maybe too much of an influence, especially sometimes when fighters are dating coaches, then maybe sometimes things. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what her situation is, but uh Generally, sometimes I think that uh, <laughs> sometimes situations should change and fighters need to go some other places. But sometimes. I tell you, though, after the fight, you guys took pictures together and she, you guys were like best friends. Dude, she was so I, inv- I invited her to come and train. I invited her to come out to San Francisco. Did she bow to you afterwards? Ah, dude, she gave me a kimono before the fight. <laughs> Straight up. Okay, look, we weighed in. The dragon Did the kimono? whole thing on the way in. No, <laughs> oh. it was a... I haven't tried it on because... Um, Oh, your boyfriend will love that. It's like that's like his kiss culture. <laughs> no, no. All right. Okay, so you haven't tried it on. No, I haven't tried it on. Um, uh, but it was very nice of her. She came up to me after the weigh. So it's after the weigh-ins, and there's like food all set up in the back in Australia, and 
she walks over to me and she's like, and she's holding it and she presents it to me and she's like, uh, Leslie son, you know, I, I have this present for you. And I know she's giving me this present, but I'm about to fight her. So I have to be a bitch. I have to be like, what? Yeah. Um, what, what do you, what? I don't, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like such a jerk, but I felt like I had to be a jerk right. because I couldn't just be like, oh, how nice. Of, oh, thank you. Let me go get something for you out of my room, too. And we can right. be friends and we can hang out after this. You know, I'm not she trying to upset when you disrespected her. No. Yeah. Well, I it was subtle disrespect. I, I was just acting like I was dumb and didn't know. And then her yeah. trainer was like, oh, she's offering you a gift. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> And then she gave it to me, and I really did think it was super nice of her. Like that—that's cool as heck. Yeah. Although I did wonder if there is bad juju, right? Which might be a reason I haven't put it on yet. Uh, oh, you're thinking like I got a gift for you. I'll give it to you tomorrow. Yeah. A knuckle sandwich. Uh, I, w- I will say, and I hope I'm not mistaken with this one, but I think at some point in that fight, you were near the cage on bottom side with her, and you crawled up the cage and went over the top to back mount. Yeah. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. That was absolutely amazing. That was awesome. That was yeah. like my favorite part of that fight. It was unreal. I'd never seen it before. I Dang. felt bad for you because I just felt like it was just an st- awkward fight for you. Uh, like you won the fight, but I'm like, man, it is so- even with Misha. Misha fought her the same thing. Uh-huh. It, it, that girl is so hard to look good against. Well, and I did have... It was a weird feeling after that fight. I've never fought like that. And I was even... I was talking to Misha about it. I was like, I... I feel different right now. Like it wasn't the same euphoria that I get uh, that super adrenaline high. That's like amazing after like just going out and going balls to the wall and just putting everything out there because I wasn't fighting like that. I was fighting totally different. And it was the first time that I fought like that where I was like, okay, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to wait for the right time. Take my shot. All right. I'm going to move, get my next one. You know, usually I make fun of people who fight like that. Yeah. But with that girl, I mean, she's just, a little ball, a little brick house. It's just, it's just strange, you know. She'd be great in the one twenty five. I hope she's fighting. At 125. She actually is. When she left the UFC, and she said, "I'm going back to one twenty five. Well, now they have a one twenty five in the UFC. No, that not officially. Not just officially. a one off. Oh, really? She'd that's be great that's why the whole discussion of are we going to do one twenty five or one forty five? One twenty five has more girls, but one forty five brings a cyborg. So that's, that's there's the only like debate. four girls at 145. I know all of which are not ready for. There's more girls in Bellator at 145 than there are. In, it, it, now if you look up the rankings, there's like 70 or something. 70? Come on. Yeah. And you know the the 105 or women get forgotten a little bit too. That's another potential weight division. I feel like there's more there. I mean, how many active? Those, there's no way there's 70 girls. Yeah. What ranked in the whole world? Yeah, and they the, just weigh 140 pounds. That, that a fight at 145 pounds. That fight. Yeah. How many are pros? All of them. <laughs> the 70 pro fighters? Yeah. I, and, and like uh, a decent what percentage of men. What, what, what rankings did you go on this? The MMA rankings are women's 145-pound division. I don't think it's that outlandish. He's talking about the whole world. Even if it was just the United States, if there is two in, in each state. Maybe, but, I'm about, all right, but let's think of girls that we know at 145. There's Charmaine Tweet. Megan right? Anderson. Megan Anderson. Amanda Bell. Amanda Bell. Amber Lybrock. Julia Budd. Marina Shafir. That's five. Cyborg. Julia uh, Budd. Julia Budd. Marlies Conan, Marlis right? Marlies Conan. Uh, Alexis Dufresne. That's, that's nine. 
Hit one more and you got a, you got yeah. a division. All right, and how many of those would be competitive? For, for all we know, the the best ones, uh, we don't know who they are. For all we know, you know what I mean? But if there's there a division great ones at we don't 145, know. the 135 girls. Yeah, we do. Are, Come on, no, man. man. Someone like- could come out of the uh, Windworks. It's not It's not a, like a fully developed division. There could be like someone that, that's really talented. People that would know, know about, about her. No, it's a very small community. No, it's it's not easy to get uh, people to notice you if you're in that division. You gotta- Invicta is like welcoming anybody who's at 140 right now, 145, that they could throw in there. Well, there's yeah. a bunch of fighters uh, who have great records. They're not in Invicta. How do you explain that? And there's a bunch of people who do not want to go to Invicta because they don't want to mess up their records just in case the UFC ends up opening up a division for their weight class. I know of women who have been abstaining from Invicta because Invicta doesn't hook at people up. Uh, no, not at one forty-five. Um, Invicta makes real fights, so so it, it it makes sense for people who want to protect to stay out. They want to like pad. I don't know, record. Gabe. I, I honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I just think there's. I think Cyborg should fight two two girls at once. Well, also, you could look at the 135 division and girls that really don't want to cut weight. If there's an official 145 division, they could say, you know, I want to go up. Or they could fight 135 and be like, you know, I want to be a two division or whatever it is. There's more mobility. But the only problem is 145, in, from what I think I know, is the t- the highest women's division in, like, major promotions. I'm not talking open weight with Gabby Garcia in Japan. I'm talking like actually structured divisions of women. I know Invicta's t- highest is 145. All I right. think so. I think Amanda Lucas had a had a title in deep at 155. Yeah, yeah. She was Cyborg. I like Amanda. She always likes my, my, always likes my, my, uh, my Facebook things. She's Amanda's like, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Hey, so Gabe. Yeah. So we didn't get back to you. So we got Fashos as your parlay. And then I got Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades, that you and Greg Wilson. Greg, yeah, Greg. Why, why do you have Curtis Blades? Fit right now because he's uh, he has great wrestling. I think he's gonna out wrestle this dude. Who's this dude? Uh, Cody East. Yeah, what do you know about him? Uh, he was on Dana White show. He made he made his UFC debut against Walt Harris, lost by TKO. Okay. Oh yeah, I saw him fight. I think I saw him fight live. It was a good fight. I, he, I think he was one of the ones that was picked off on your episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so all right, so Curtis Blades, a good wrestler. All right, so we got those two. Who else? What's the other parlay? I got uh, Marquardt versus Tamden. Uh, Who wins that fight? It's tough to say, dude. Tamden, Marquardt, that's a good fight. I like the under in that fight. I think someone's getting knocked out. It's tough to bet on Tamden after his last fight because one punch put him to sleep. Can't trust his chin. I think I like the under because it's going to be finished. Uh, uh, I like uh, Hakron Diaz over Andre Feely. Oh, come on. What do you mean? No come way. On? Andre Philly is a beast. So. How can Diaz is better? Well, better? How? Who, who, has, why is he better? He has uh, better wrestling for sure. And on top of that, striking is slightly better technically. Andre Philly used to date Paige Van Zandt. Uh, he is in a punk band. He's in like three bands. Hakron Diaz part of, gets a, a lot of Brazilian mass. Okay. I, w- I would say Hakron dodged a bullet on who he was supposed to fight, Brian Ortega. I think Ortega would have destroyed him. But Hakron's last fight was Cub Swanson. He uh, lost. Won. Oh, Swanson. Swanson. Swanson beat him. Beat him pretty bad. Oh, Feely winning this fight. I sh- it, the strange thing about this Hawk card also, Sherdog picks Feely. Sherdog also picks Lineker by third round TKO. Who's the favorite in this one? Uh, Hawkron. All right. So all right. So okay. So, so you, you got Diaz. You got uh, you uh, got Schultz Blades. You got Fischels. And who else? Will Brooks. Will Brooks. That's an easy one. That's yeah. Over Cowboy. And what about Berkman versus Otto? Or Smoke Moreno? Uh, I like Smoke about him if I want to throw him in the parlay. Why? Because he's uh, minus 470. It's asking for too much. 
Leslie is like intrigued by this. I am. I, well, I got to learn all these people. I'm horrible about following fights. I follow the women's fights and then... Have you ever been on Leslie? Uh, possibly. She's had, she's had a lot of fights. I'd have to like look them up. Yeah, nice. So, Leslie, who do you want to fight next? Now I want to fight Betch. I wanted to fight Raquel. She's fighting Misha. It'd be cool to fight Betch. Why? Because she's a bitch. No. <laughs> she's a tough fighter. She's Good a tough fighter. I, th- I just think it would be a great matchup for me. I think, it would, I think it would highlight both of us in a good way with me coming out on top. Who won the Jessica I fight with this past, you think? Uh, you know, I didn't even watch that fight. What? I am the worst. I know. I need to watch that fight. I've read a whole bunch of play-by-plays, but they're all... So if you can't get bitch, who do you want? Um, you know, there's a, a chick, a w- <laughs> chick woman, um, Marion Renau. She's in Northern California. It'd yeah. be cool to fight another Californian in Sacramento. Belizean bruiser. Oh, tough yeah. chick. You were at her fight with Holly Holm in San Diego. Yeah. And then I fought Ashley too, right? Yeah. She's she, pretty hot too. She's a mom, couple kids. She's a teacher. She has or, one or kid. PE instructor. Brown what belt. Else? Yeah. She's, she's great jujitsu. What's her phone number? <laughs> Would you sleep with her? <laughs> She's cute. Uh, yeah. I would. Wait, why was there a yeah and Gabby Garcia was a definite yeah? I didn't Last say definite yeah. I said <laughs> yeah. Gabby would be fun. No, you said you would definitely well, well, Gabby I've looks been Gabby for a while. the first guy who's told me that they have the hots for Gabby. That that's like a type. Was Bigfoot still with the other guy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who was, who, who guys are really telling you this? Uh, two guys have told me that in my gym. Real, well, yeah. what gym do you go to? <laughs> at Caesars, at, at C- Caesars and Pleasant Hill. Is it the Diaz Jiu-Jitsu brothers gym. at the same time? No. no, no. Come on, two guys at your gym say they want to bang Gabby Garcia. Well, I, well, they didn't use those words, but they did say that they thought she was pretty hot. They had a thing for her. Wow, really? Imagine going down on Gabby Garcia. <laughs> going not, down, I'd be standing up. What yeah, you're, you're not. You're, about? you're not coming back up. You're getting lost in that. That's like I, I said on the last show. Naked jujitsu would be fun with her, but dude, she, she, whatever she wants to do with you, she's doing. And I'm fine with that. That means I don't have to do shit. You tell me if she wanted to bend you over and put a vibrator no, on your ass. That's not happening. Yeah, but you have no control over it. Really? You okay. think that girl's that much of a monster that that's what she would want to okay, do? Okay, let's say, let's just, let's just say you get front row seats to UFC 205 and you get to work Connor's corner, but Gabby Garcia has to put three no, fingers in your ass. No, I don't even want to be at 205. Why? Because it would just, it's too much stress on my brain to okay. be there live. All right, you get a whole weekend with Connor. But she puts her fist on your ass. No. Right. Do you see how big her fucking fist is? You have a big ass. <laughs> I'm just saying, you wouldn't. Fuck are we taught anyway? By the way, nosebleeds for uh, 205 are 700 bucks. That's bullshit. Really? I heard it was 200. For the, I heard it was uh, 265 it's, it's, from it's, friends. It's 600 bar. plus fees initially comes to about 700. I heard how, does that, how does it go from 265 to 600? They, they add a $40 fee for something, some bullshit. 265 and, and, and $40. And then, uh, and then a $10 delivery fee, whatever that is. So All right, so we're still up to 300. <laughs> we're 310. No, no, no uh, from, from 700. We're, no, we're um, talking about 265. No, they were 265. The, the cheapest you could get online right now if, if you're a club member which I am is 600 bucks what, mem- what club are you yeah, a member they're of? sold uh, out That's UFC Fight Club pre-sale uh. sold out yesterday 
Yeah, really? uh, right when it opened, the cheapest available was six hundred bucks because because before they release it to the <laughs> Fight Club members, right right before they release it to the Fight Club members, it's available to like the fighters, families, and friends, shit like that. Yeah, so they're all sold out, and, and all the che- really cheap ones got sold out. Uh, but right now, for these ones, still nosebleeds for six hundred bucks plus fees and shit. Wow. Now Greg Wilson nosebleeds because his, his nosebleeds all the time. <laughs> all, the, all the cocaine that he's doing. <laughs> now uh, now Leslie, when you fight, uh, have you ever fought local? No, this will be the first time that I fight locally ever, which is why. I'm wait, wait, what do you mean? What Sacramento? Do you, what do you you're know, to, you're on a you're on a card. I'm trying to manifest the Sacramento card in December. I'm uh, I'm trying to just visualize it. So why don't you tweet, okay? Mm. Hey, Sean Shelby, Dana White, UFC. How about me versus Venezuelan? What's your name? Or the Bolivian? Belizean Bruiser. Belizean Bruiser. I like, I like the Betch matchup better. Yeah, I'd like Betch over. Yeah. Oh, why don't you say, hey, me versus Betch Gehea in Sacramento? And then I'll retweet it. And then we'll have put, hash, put hashtag put Leslie on the Sacramento card. That's hashtag, a long hashtag. Uh, how about what? get Leslie to Sacramento? How about Leslie loves sack? Um, <laughs> no. no. Uh, hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> Leslie loves sack. Leslie sack. Leslie, <laughs> Leslie loves sack. Can we, can we put that? And what is no. it? UFC 207? No, no. Is it 207's in Vegas. That's a New Year's card. So it's just 207. It's a fight night. Hashtag Leslie UFC on Fox 22 or whatever it is. That's way too much, too. That's not what you said. Leslie swallows sack. No, no, no. She doesn't. She doesn't. We said she doesn't. You don't like that. All right, so ha- hashtag Leslie, hashtag... <laughs> hashtag put Bubba on the main card. No, no, hashtag put Leslie in Sacramento. Put, yeah, yeah, that's Hashtag good. put that's Leslie easy. in Sacramento. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay. Somebody's going to tweet her back being like, I have a room you could stay in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, I know, it's true. It's, it's a good point. Uh, now, Ellenberger has been announced. He is fighting on the Ultimate Fighter finale. Against Jorge Masvidal in Vegas. I think Jake Jake's all day. I think Jake's I think got Jake, there. Yeah, if he can stay away from the range of Masvidal, Masvidal's more of a technical striker, more of combos stuff like that. Ellenberger's got power, but also he's coming up, and that's what's coming that's up. What, yeah, I know. And if you know what, if Ellenberger looks the same way that he did in his last fight, Ellenberger all day. I mean, he looked like a guy we have, we hadn't seen in years. Gabe, what's the line on this fight so far? There's no line yet. Why not? Because it's too, too soon. Get to it, bro. Get to it. Now, your boss makes the line, right? Yeah. But yeah, not, uh, for, for this card, it won't be till the week of the so fight. at five dimes, yeah. your boss is in charge of the line. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Leslie, any questions about this? His boss making the line? Because I was staring so intently earlier and yeah. watching everything. No, I'm just listening and learning. It's learning. a whole different world. Yeah, it's degenerate gambling world of Gabe Killian. Uh, I love it, though. Gabe, Gabe has made over 50 grand this month in gambling. That's it keeps going up. You went from 10 to 50? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he makes, you made 10,000 last month, right? Uh, I don't know, maybe. But my friends made more than I did off my place, that's for sure. Yeah. Damn. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, and when he's... When he's wrong, people bombard him on Twitter with oh, no, yeah. with like complete ruthlessness. Not really. <laughs> really. I've seen a lot of tweets of like, "You fucked up my parlay," and it's like, dude, I it's, he's seen... not the one sitting there going, "This is what's going to happen." Put money on it. Like, I haven't it's really gambling. seen a tweet like that. I've never seen it. I mean, I, I think I, I think guys that people honestly, expect people expect a big parlay. Yeah, you could lose. You know, I saw Tiago Santos tweets. 
Yeah, but you're on, the one, yeah, but you're the one they were mad at too because you no, said I didn't was, say bet on him. I didn't say put money on him. You I said never there's no anybody, way. Yeah, and so did Eve Edwards. Eric Skilling and so, Eric Spicely. Eric Spicely one. and Eve Edwards said the same thing. Yeah, I know, but but it's more fun to make fun of you. Yeah, I know. Fucking, I'm aware. By the way, Eve will be back. I'm seeing Eve tonight. He's coming to my show in Pasadena. Uh, I love Eve Edwards. What a great guy. He's coming with his wife. His wife loves comedy. So uh, so Leslie, uh, you going back to Vegas tonight? Yeah, I am. I'm driving to Vegas when I leave here, actually. Is your friend still outside? No, oh. no. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Wait, did he say he was going to wait? No, I, I thought he left. Did he leave? I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a car? Yes. Oh, good. good I good. love rental cars. Oh, nice. So you're driving back to Vegas tonight? Mm-hmm. By yourself? Yeah. You okay? Yeah. You need me to come? <laughs> no? I think I'll be fine. All right. Yeah, Thank you, though. No problem. Uh, and then you're going back to Extreme Couture? Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not actually training out there. I'm going to go see a doctor. I'm going to go see some different people. Do you, uh, let me know if you want to get up at the LA comedy club. I'm not going to make a call for you. Really? Yeah, 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 of course. Those guys are my boys and they, 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 they love you. Oh man, that so. would be, that would be pretty cool. No problem. Now when you're out there, do you go to syndicate or Cinque Couture? You know, I like both of them. I go to both of them. I usually go and work out with Misha when I can and that's over at Couture. And then um, when I'm bringing, if my coaches are coming with me, then I usually will go to Syndicate because uh, they're just a cool gym and we're on good terms. Is there a beef at all between those gyms? Not that I know of. Are they or I'm part of you? Like when you train one and not the other, they're like, why don't you come here? A lot of guys go back and forth. Yeah, but there's also like the, a lot of guys that there's some, there's some, you know, it's funny, like these like gym these little gym wars that happen, you know? You know, and, and there, mm, I have heard about gyms, maybe some of those ones, talking about how they only want their people to be training at their own gym and then not doing the back and forth stuff. And there's good reasons for that. The, um, it's nice to have a team of people who are solid and who care about the other people. And the way that you end up caring about other people is when you go through adverse situations with them. So you keep training with them and, and you guys bleed together and then you kind of like them and then you want to help them and that's a team. And if you're going all over the place and you can just show up whenever you want, then it can be hard to form the right thing. But I think that there needs to be a middle ground to that. Yeah. Because, like, personally, I love going to other places. I think it's awesome. You're also, like, a different kind of person, like we explained earlier. You're, like, uh, the nicest person ever. I, I think you're a spy or you used to be a dude. So this is something you're, you're not telling us, okay? Because <laughs> no, no one could possibly be this, this, this nice and cool. What do, what, do, what do you think Leslie's problem is, CB? I... I all right, thanks. Really? Now, listen. No, I uh, wanted to ask if you ever do you have a when you're in Vegas, do you ever go to Drysdale and train over there with those guys? I haven't. No. Mm-mm. They got really good guys over there too. Yeah, Kevin's over them, there. Some of them switch like they'll either do like Drysdale and Syndicate, Drysdale Extreme Couture, but oh. yeah, good jujitsu gym. Cool. Drysdale's a fucking wizard. Very cool. I'll have to look into that. Now, uh, you train with the Diaz brothers. How are they doing? Uh, well, I haven't, I haven't been on the mat with either of them in quite a while. I've been doing my thing in San Francisco at El Nino Training Center, which just celebrated its five-year anniversary. Nice. How's, yeah. how's Gilbert doing? Doing well. Doing well. Who, is he fighting next? Is he have a fight coming up? I don't know. I don't know about his fighting, what the next person's going to be or anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear, uh, I've heard some things, by the way, uh, concerning Bubba. Uh, so which is good, good things. So uh, I'll I'll you. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll let I'll let Bubba uh, talk about that. Um, I was gonna tell you, uh, it just got well signed, not officially announced yet. But two of your boys are fighting each other Who? in Albany: Josh Saman Ooh. and Olawale Bombos. 
Okay. <laughs> I, don't even, I never even met Bombos. Saman was asking you for like, that fight. You like Bang Bus. What? Saman was asking for that fight. Yeah, they they just both posted pictures on Twitter and uh, Facebook that they were signing the contract. Saman, Saman needs a win. I like Saman, but he needs he needs a win. Uh, he's one of those dudes that um. Dude, he should have beat Tim Boach, and then he just got slaughtered. And, and he was also beating uh, Tamden. He, he just seems to like gas out a little bit. He's got to pace himself. He's so muscular. Yeah, he's you know? a big fucking dude. These guys, they have too much muscles. They have to be like me, you know? <laughs> be the way. I, I got to lose 20 pounds. It fucking sucks, man. Like, not being able to do cardio, I could just see it. Like, I, now I'm taking pictures and I'm cropping out my belly. Uh, I'm like, it's just, it's sad. I could just tell, like, we were watching, I was watching Rob and Kim. Uh, I mean, oh, mean Rob and Black China? Yeah, Rob and Black China. Go. Hold on, I gotta get Greg on the phone. No, no, and, and, you know, and Rob's obese, and my fiance says to me, even if you were obese, I, I would still, uh, I would always be with you. And I'm like, what, what do you mean, even if I, like, why is that even uh, fucking coming up? I was complete, like, she was trying to be nice, but I was like, what, what do you mean, even if I was obese? Like, like, like that's like an option now? So, Adam, yeah. trust your gut. Oh, thank you. I, it was horrible. <laughs> I was like, so not, I, think I, I think I went on the, I'm like my bike for like an hour and a half after she said that. I was, <laughs> even if Just I'm obese. Crying yeah, like, like fucking, fucking even if I'm obese. <laughs> and then I, while eating pizza. And then last night, I took a picture of you, Leslie. I fucking hated that picture because I look, okay, I can see my belly there. And then I'm, I'm driving back with my friend Eric, and I'm like, Eric, am I getting fat? He's like, you may have gained a pound. I'm like, a pound? Like, <laughs> How do you notice that? Yeah, he goes, well, you know, you're not doing cardio. He goes, you got to be careful, though. You're getting kind of chubby. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, I'm like, which is good. You want your friends to tell you that. Well, you know, it's funny. Well, I guess I don't see you very often, is that I was driving away, and I was like, dude, when I, got, when I was done being on crutches, when I you know, was able to do stuff, I was chubby, and I was all I was kind of salty at you. I was like, dude, he doesn't even look fat. Oh. I was like, man, when I got off my crutches, I looked hella fat. No, for me, I'm fat, and, and I, I hate it. And, I, and you know what? It's from, res- from wrestling. I still can't go to a, a near a scale. Because when I wrestled, I would weigh myself before and after every meal, every practice. I, I never miss weight. I knew exactly how much I weighed. And now to this day, I'll weigh in, and I'll just my whole week will be ruined by my weight. And like I, I have no fight coming up, I have no I have no training coming up. But if I weigh more than like a buck eighty five, I'm like I'm depressed. And then I, and then I go one eighty five. I'm looking at Yo Romero, and I'm like, that's the guy that I'd be fighting. Are you out of my fuck? Like that's uh it's it's sad. I, so I was the opposite of you. I was too good. I had to gain weight for my matches. Really? No. You, did you wrestle in high school or, or not? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> You're so weird. I like it though, but it, but it, uh, man, I, fuck it, it sucks, man. Pushing forty is not fun. Leslie, you'll find out. How old are you? I'm thirty eight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm twenty nine. I get tired all the time. Do like, you? Like it's ten. Because you smoke pot every day. Probably have something to do. With you it. smoke pot. Five, how many times a day you smoke pot? Anywhere between eleven and thirty four. Really? Probably. Thirty four times well, a day you smoke pot. Uh, I smoke all day. Yeah, I've never seen you not smoke a pot. Like, every time I see you at night, you're like, "Hey, you want to get high?" And then I'll see the podcast. Want to get high? And then there, you weren't. You weren't. Uh, we were outside for like half an hour. He was getting high. <laughs> dude, dude, you get high all day. I got high when I got here. Then the uh, guys came by. Got high with them. With who? Uh, the people on the show. Like some of them. <laughs> when today? Uh. Yeah, no, you get high all the time, man. You just you you just love marijuana, huh? Yeah, man, I smoke a lot. Yeah, no, it's, I'm not. Look, it's it's. Uh, I'm not judging. I, I get high too, but I don't get high as much as you. Like shit, 
Damn, you get high and then make gambling picks. Like I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like um, I would, I'd make every wrong. I get choice. high, watch tape, make t- make notes. Really? Yeah, it helps. Yeah, it does. I get in the zone. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. You could do it. Well, like, you, you haven't got high what two years? Twenty nine months. But back then you were smoking five days, five times a day. Five. Yeah. W- more than him. Yeah, but you, baby, you still smoke cigarettes. So. That's worse than weed. Not for me. For everybody. <laughs> not, for, not for me. You can die from cigarettes. You can't die from marijuana. You could die from making stupid decisions while smoking marijuana. Come on. You got to understand, my marijuana habit was like a fucking two to $3,000 a week habit or more. Almost could be, could have been up, was, could have been up to like ten grand a month. Were you, were you, weed were you, were you uh, <laughs> I was dabbing all. Were you the smoking time. out your whole block or were you no, going to Afghanistan? Me, to smoke? I used to smoke almost an ounce a day. An ounce a day? Uh, yeah. I, I, if I smoke all day nonstop, I won't. I won't smoke an ounce a day, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's a lot, Leslie. That's a, uh, man. The dabs kill me. I like flowers. I like flowers. They're my favorite. I did a dab the other day with a nectar collector. Um, it was right before I was going to go do some training, and I got I like immediately was like not able to do a whole lot of moving of my body off a dab. You said off of a dab, yeah. yeah. And I started sweating. It's never happened to yeah. me before. I've always never been able to understand when people are like, "Oh, I smoked pot and then I got sick." I've always been like, "What the? Heck? Why? How does that even work?" Because pot makes everything better for me. Hangover, pot's great. Don't feel good for any reason. Pot always it always helps. But, uh, yeah, no, I, like, was sweating. I was dripping sweat. And then I felt nauseous afterward. None of that had ever happened before. So I'm a little bit more careful with him now. Oh, when I did the Joe Rogan experiment, uh, I got high with him, and that was a terrible decision because I was completely paranoid. And within 10 minutes, I was convinced that everybody in the UFC was coming to be kicked the shit out of me. And this was all, like, an, I was being trapped. I was like, yeah, sometimes... There's some people that just can smoke way too much better weed than you can, and I, that's me. I, I, I can smoke after shows. I can't smoke before shows. I smoke so much that at this point, I don't get high high. I just get, like, lifted in, in a zone I'm comfortable, comfortable being yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. You smoke an ounce a day? When I'm smoking flowers, yeah, but when I started dabbing, it was just like, it was a dab every, like, 10, 20 minutes. Now, were you, like, were you, now, were you uh, watch, playing video games and watching fights while you were high? Oh, fuck yeah. I used to watch fights probably more than anything when I was stoned. So there's no difference between what you were doing before <laughs> and now. I'm just not doing drugs. <laughs> That's it. And I, and I actually, like, honestly, I was antisocial when I smoked. So I didn't really like to go anywhere. I was, I was like, paranoid of public. Yeah. Like, even to go to, like, buy a drink at 7-Eleven, it would just make me nervous, like, almost an anxiety attack, yeah, so I'd stay fine. home. But when I was, like, also when I was smoking, it was just like I did, there was nothing else that I wanted to do. That now, was a lot, now, a lot of people have been asking about Joe's dating experience. Uh, I know that two weeks ago you were dating a heroin addict, mm-hmm. um, and then that didn't go well. No, she um, hasn't replied to my messages. She hasn't messages. replied to messages. And then I told it was, you I have her phone. And then it was a fat Asian <laughs> that you were masturbating in front of with a hairy bush. Yeah, I mean, it's no big deal. Okay, and then, but then the last one, actually, the girl in your class went okay. Yeah, well, I matched with a girl on Bumble. Yep. You know, she sent me a big paragraph, like, asking, like, 100 questions. And I started to talk shit. I called her a cunt, all this stuff. Yeah, which is, <laughs> right. So then I go to school the next day. It's the first day of school. And she's in my class. Right. i never seen her in my life. And she's in my class. So it's kind of awkward. Are you guys but friends now? No, I haven't talked to her. All right. I, know. Well, I, got, a, I got a new girlfriend. Wait, what did she do to inspire this ire? 
No, <laughs> she was just very rude. Uh, she says, look, I know the... She said, I know the owner of the Hollywood Improv. I can get you at the Improv. I'm like, listen, I got better things to do than go to the Hollywood Improv. Like what? <laughs> go to the Haha ha Cafe. <laughs> All right. Now, now, wait. You have a new girlfriend? Yeah. That's a one-date girlfriend? Hold up. Hold up. Stop. Let me talk. Wait. Who is this girl? And where did you meet her? Well, I met her on Tinder. <laughs> Tinder, yeah. yeah. I'm never going to meet a girl in person. Okay, I promise you, met her you guys. On have, you met her? have you actually met her yet? No. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, you know, she's actually very, very pretty. She's like an eight. But yeah. um, but you haven't met her. It's not your girlfriend. You know that, right? Well, I'm just talking to her. She's not really my girlfriend. Oh, you just said she was your girlfriend two seconds ago. <laughs> Listen, I've never had a girlfriend in my life. Let's just, let me have this, please. Okay, you can have this, whatever you have. Okay, so go on. You've been talking to her? Yeah, but I, dr- I, I, I normally ask girls like the first day, like, how tall are you? Right. And I tell them, oh, I'm 6'2". And then they say, oh, I'm whatever, 5'5". Five, five. So she comes back and says, I'm 4'3". All right. So she's a little person. What's the legal limit, height limit of... <laughs> it's, it's probably above four foot three. I think she's a little person, but that's okay if you like her. So she's a midget? Little per- I think it's a little person now, yeah. Have you looked at her? Uh, does she have a lot of pictures? Yeah, she's, re- she's really short. Okay, all right. So have is you- everything really short or just her height? Yeah, like is she proportioned or... Like does she have Yeah, she's pretty arms? proportioned, yeah. Because, you know, you can tell when someone is like has the uh, dwarf disease or whatever it's called. Dwarfism? Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> do you plan on meeting her? Yeah, she li- she's in Long Beach. Right? So Originally when are you going to meet her? I don't know. I'm supposed to go to Not Scary Farm with this heroin addict, and she hasn't returned my call, so I might just take so this little person. Take her there. Or well, the she's l- not big enough to go on the rides. That's true. She won't be big enough to go. But you can still take her. But take her somewhere else. We're being King up Snoopy the whole time. <laughs> well, I mean, is there somewhere else you want to take her? Not real. I don't got no money. All right. Well, listen. Uh, the first, have you talked to her on the phone? No, I haven't heard her voice. I just I only sent her a few messages on Tinder. No dick pics. Not yet. Has she asked for one? No. Have you asked for a naked picture of her? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know. And what did she say? She said she was tired. It was three o'clock in the morning. She <laughs> says, "Why are you talking?" <laughs> all right. So, all right, Aunt Leslie, any advice for him? <laughs> I. I. I I've only seen screenshots of this kind of thing happening. I'm like, this is this is the person. I'm kind of like, whoa. I just don't know if I should keep using these dating app things. Well, so far, I mean, the, the one girl you actually met and had sex with, right? Yeah, I mean, she was, never mind. She was a little bit... Uh, no, yeah, never mind. Okay. She exposed. Right, okay. But then the, the other girl, the Asian chick that with the hairy bush, right? That, that was just a... It was like one of those drunken stupors where I wasn't even drunk, but... Something I would have done if I was drunk. <laughs> I've never had alcohol in my life. I'm not even 21. Okay, so it wasn't. It was a sober stupor. Yeah, it was. All right. This is one of those mistakes you look back on. And All it's right. Like, Why did I do this? But this one, the little person. Uh, are you sure she's legal? Like she's of age? Yeah, she's. And I don't know how old she is, but I'm pretty sure. Well, it says their age next to them. <laughs> yeah, it says like 18. She's 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I think. I, I, did you ask her to take her on a date or anything? Or? No, but it's weird because I have her on Snapchat, and she'll send me pictures of her in school, and it's like a high school classroom. All right, listen. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? All right, you want to you wanna stop with this girl. It sounds like this is maybe she's 4'3 in, like in fourth grade. Or <laughs> fourth grade. Because kids are short. But she just got an age. iPhone for her birthday. Yeah, it just seems like this is a bad idea. You know? yeah, man, I think I'm going to stop with these dating websites. No, no, keep with dating websites, but just... You know, I thought you were only going for fifty-year-olds. I have a, I've never matched with somebody that's older than twenty-five. Are, is your picture still you with uh, 
staples in your face? No, I changed it. To what? It's just a normal picture. It's like, I don't really like to take pictures, but it's with me wearing glasses and a hood. Like, people say I look like the Unabomber. <laughs> but listen, because, you know, I thought I was going to get a lot of girls when I started doing stand-up, but then I quickly realized women that hang out around comedy clubs are crazy. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. All right. Well, well yeah, in a way, the car accident sex session. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, well, listen. Here's here's what you want to do. I'm gonna uh, write a book. Listen, you want you definitely want to take a normal picture because you're a good looking guy. Okay. And put it on Tinder or or Bumble. Okay. No, no, no more you in a hoodie and sunglasses. No more staples in the face. Okay, just a regular <laughs> picture. And then, what, what does your profile say? It just says I like chapstick, and that's it. If you like. <laughs> um, if you got somebody else to like fill out your whole personality thing for you and then yeah. you matched with someone, do you think that they would consider that false advertising? Ooh, it depends on if the stuff is true or false, right? Huh. I think this is what my mom wants to do. My mom wants to like make people's dating profiles, so I'm going to let my mom make my profile. Do not do that. Is your, um, mom, <laughs> is your mom Jewish? No. Because uh, normally white. Jewish moms want to do that. that. A weed? Is that a weed brownie? Oh, my God. All right. So now... Uh, now, why does it say, I like chapstick? Because <laughs> that's like the only thing I care about in life. I have a big chapstick collection. My lips are always chapped. So I'm thinking about, you know, we got to start. We're selling T-shirts. Let's make some, let's make some MMA roasted chapstick. We'll yeah, be- but, but why would you not? Like, a girl's not just going to want to go out with you because you like chapstick. Maybe, it may, maybe he thinks that it'll make them want to know more and be like, well, I like chapstick too. Let's see how far we can take this discussion. Exactly. Le- Leslie, if you were it. on a dating site and a guy just wrote, I love chapstick, I lo- would, that, would that intrigue you? Um, I would probably be like, this is why I'm never on dating sites. <laughs> Bullshit. That's a lie. I'm a... I also say that I like cats and that's, that's Listen, pretty much it. I'm a comedian. I'm in school. I have a, I'm on a podcast. I work very hard. I'm looking for a girl, a girlfriend who's nice, honest, sweet, Just attractive, pretty, likes to go on dates, likes music. I like this. These are things that you want to put. Just I like chapstick with you with you with a bloody face is not really going to get the girl. No, you're you've been a comedian for like 20, 30 years. So what do you say? What do you say when a girl when you tell a girl that you're a comedian, and then she says, "Oh, tell me a joke," because that's what happens every single time. That's why I don't put that. I say stand-up. I say you got to come to a show. All right, I don't, Damn. I don't work for free. Come go. to the show. Come to watch the show. me tell yeah. my story. Yeah. Never do it for free. Yeah, exactly. I've had that happen a couple of times, and I. Just, uh, write a joke that always kills and they respond like is that the best you got or something like that because your jokes are all about like pedophiles and like <laughs> no, abortions I got and all kinds of jokes I, I know I know but I mean, like, cookie cutter shit too whatever okay so alright alright and how, how, how's your dating life going had a shitty date last night but what, in general what, all right. what happened this chick invited me over to yeah. her house yeah. Netflix and chill yeah um, pretty much yeah uh, she gave the hint what was going to go down, but I went over. Yeah, it, nothing happened. Did you, now, did you guys watch a movie or did you? Um, we had some pizza, listened to music, had some beers. And had some what? Pizza? Beers, yeah. Listen to music. Did you smoke weed? Yeah. <coughs> did she smoke weed? Yeah. That's probably sometimes girls get freaked out when they smoke weed. She's a stoner, though, so I don't know. And that, did you or try? Did you like? Did, did, you try, did you try to kiss her? Yeah, I wasn't really feeling it, but uh, I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm here. It's either do it or just leave already." So I made a move, and she was like, oh, "I don't feel like it today." I'm like, "I don't feel like today." Something like that. Have you already? Have you banged her already or no? No. 
Have you ever hooked up with her? It was the first date. No. It was the first date. No, I've known her for a while, but I haven't seen her in a few years, and uh, we just recently reconnected. And no, nah, well, you know, sometimes it's not there. You know. All right. I've learned don't smoke girls out too much because then they get dependent on you for free weed. She was, had that she, was she was smoking me out. <laughs> well, then there you go, keeper. There you go. Let's, did you tell your picks for this weekend's fights? <laughs> <laughs> Here's how to make money. Yeah, I'm taking Fischols, and uh, well, listen, guys, uh, that's our podcast. <laughs> This has been the strangest fucking... I, I love it, though. I, love I think it. we should end all podcasts with Joe Perez stories because yeah, yeah, yeah. people are loving them right now. Yeah, a lot of people are telling me that you're the weirdest guy they've ever heard in their entire life. Uh, you might actually get laid Someone said that you, that you make CB look normal, which, uh, yeah. I, I, which, <laughs> which I'm That's not sure. That's a stretch. I, I'm not sure I agree with that. But, uh, but listen, Joe, hang in there, man. But you, honestly, give yourself a chance, though, to succeed, okay? Because I, like I feel like you're protecting yourself. Because you're like going for the joke first, but I feel like you have to actually give yourself a real chance to win. Yeah, there's going to come a time where we start taking this a little bit more serious. Um, but it's like right you're now. bombing on purpose because you're afraid to actually do well. Because then if you try to do well, you might bomb. So this way you're like, oh, fuck it, I'll just throw the set. And that way I won't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Well, yeah, it makes it. Le- but don't do that. Give yourself a chance. Then if you fucking fail, you fail. I mean, look at, look at this guy, Gabe. He went over there. He fucking tried. He failed. So what? We have, we've all been there, except for Leslie, okay? Uh, but we've all been there. Uh, have you ever liked a guy that didn't like you back? Oh, yeah. Really? Who? Totally. Jake Shields? <laughs> There's this guy in high school. Yep. Although I take it back. Actually, I did finally get to make out with him and he was even going to go down on me. But I was 17 and I was a virgin and I was like, no, when I ran out of the room. Um, you ran out of the room? I totally did. I was like, I got to go. And he was like, I'll go down on you. Did you go down on him first or no? No. He was just ready to go down on you. Yeah. We have this conversation. What? She doesn't like, she doesn't <laughs> like head. Yeah, but at 17, you, never, you don't know what you like. All right. So, 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 okay. You ran out of the room. Okay. Got it. I, it, I, was, I was a little nervous. Yeah, it was a long yeah. time ago. 17, that's, you know. I remember my, my first blowjob, I came in like four seconds. It was, it was last week, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, when you're young, it's like you, you think you know what you're doing and you, and you, you don't, you know. Um, but, uh, but I remember you, you, you had two girls that were on the, uh, you were keeping around in, in like the rotation. What happened to those girls? They're around. Oh. <laughs> All right, thanks, Gabe. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> they don't call you magic on the mic for nothing. Listen, um, uh, Leslie, what do you have coming up? I'm, I'm just training. I don't. I, I really want to get on the December card. So maybe if you guys could all do some positive thinking about me getting on the December Sacramento we do card. Tweeting and positive. Get it ha- make it happen. That's probably gonna do a whole lot more. All right, hashtag put Leslie on the Sacramento card at Sean Shelby at Dana White. At UFC. At Joe Silva. He's still working. Isn't he done? No, not yet. He hasn't. I don't think he's been replaced but, by McMaynard But I know, but yet. Sean Shelby's with the girls, so it's Sean Shelby. No, Sean Shelby moved up. McMaynard is now controlling the lower weight, weight class. Is that what's going on? Yeah. So it was Joe Silva's grooming Sean Shelby to take over his position, and Mick Maynard has been brought in to take over the lower weight <laughs> I like classes. how CP's telling you this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're the fighter. Cow. All right, so at Mick Maynard. Yeah, I don't know if that's uh, his no, Twitter, but Sean Shelby. Yeah. For me, yeah. still go for Sean Shelby. Yeah. At Sean Shelby. Okay, yeah. uh, Gabe, anything coming up? Uh, no, I just read my articles at MMAosbreaker.com. CB, nothing to report right now. Your your, your podcast, your, your thing. Um, I don't have a new one. It, the new one came out last week, 
But I will be uh, teaming up with a friend to do a live Skype Facebook live session. Uh, it'll be CB's Gold meets... Who's your friend? It, it'll be CB's Gold meets Loaded Joe's MMA podcast. Look at you. Nice work. Uh, anything, Joe? Oh, yeah. Find him on Tinder. You can find me on Tinder. Uh, my nickname is uh, Leatherface. Uh, anyway, well. <laughs> Uh, follow me on Twitter, Joe P. Comedy, and I just recorded the first episode of my podcast. Uh, What's your podcast? It's called, <laughs> it's called Wean Dog Radio, W-E-N-D-A-W-G Radio. I just talked. Today was just like a short 45-minute episode. Is this you? Yeah, just, just, just today to like, uh, introduce myself. You know, It's, no it's going to be a cool podcast. I, I got a guy who's in the porn industry to come on. <laughs> Who? Was not a porn star. He sells boner pills. I, mean, I guess. I guess that's not really the. I guess that's not really. Uh, Forty-five minutes. I guess it's not really in the porn industry. Just. He's in the boner industry. So he comes over and talks about boner pills. Yeah, well, it's still in the works. John Jones, a special guest. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. It's and on. So SoundCloud. the first one is just you talking for forty-five minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? I think this is going to be the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I plan Go on watching for it. it. Uh, listening to it. Yeah. Go all for right. it. Thank you. Uh, all right, people. Uh, I'm at the Comedy Store this Friday, this Saturday and Sunday. Uh, this Friday, I'm in Fresno at Frank's Place in Fresno, California. Coming up, I'm in Ch- Chattanooga, Tennessee at the Comedy Catch, as well as El Paso, the comic strip in El Paso. And then November 10th, I will be in New York City, at the Cutting Room. Cutting Room. I don't have comps, guys. You gotta buy tickets. Uh, the Cutting Room in New York City. Come. Support. Uh, and then uh, I'm also gonna be in Arizona in Scottsdale as well as uh, some other things coming up as well as uh, the Funny Bone in Ohio. Um, go to adamhunter.com for all dates. If you enjoyed the show, we are on Tipifighter. Show us your appreciation. Tipifighter. You cannot tell me this wasn't uh, entertaining. Uh, a little puzzling at times, okay? But we got everything here. We got the union. And fi- if fighters want to join the union, how do they get in touch with you, Leslie? Uh, you can get on Twitter and follow me. I'll follow you back, and then we can message on there. Or Instagram. I really like um, like Instagram. I think DMing that's DMing you on Instagram? Yeah, DM okay. me on Instagram. And, and they will be anonymous? They won't have to like worry about them? You? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not talking about anyone that I'm talking to i'm not using any names i don't i don't know i'm just i just want to make sure that everybody knows and has the answers to their questions so that when it comes time that they can make a informed decision about what they want to do love it love it love it well thank you guys so much for listening to us this has been a lot of fun take care have a great weekend